in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other, one scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, The Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. It is the Sportsocracy. Welcome into an overreaction Monday on 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. We are coming to you live from the Ingalls studio. You can hear us everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Take us with you everywhere you go. You can also see us live on YouTube. Just go to thesportocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat and get all your reactions to yesterday's conference championship games. We have a Super Bowl matchup set. The Kansas City Chiefs will take on the Philadelphia Eagles. In the matchup that nobody wanted. <laughs> and unfortunately, it's exactly what I told you on Friday. Yeah, we all want 49ers Bengals, so we're going to get Chiefs Eagles. And if you tell me the NFL's rigged, okay, uh, th- this is trending on Twitter. It's it's all over the place. The NFL's rigged. All right, I, I want you to walk me through this. So the NFL's rigged to put the third smallest media market in the NFL in the Super Bowl for the third time in four years. Mm-hmm. But, 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 Pat Mahomes. Okay, I see your Pat Mahomes, and I raise you one Joe Burrow that has been pushed to the umpteenth degree. That's what you're telling me is rigged. But but the officials had money on it. If you accidentally pooed in your pants and you told your neighbor, everybody on your block would know it by the end of the day. And you're telling me that nine officials came together and nobody knows anything. I'm a grown man that doesn't think birds are real, and I'm going to tell you you're out of your mind. <laughs> uh, Jeremy's all about the conspiracy theory. I love a good but conspiracy not, theory. But not when it comes to fixing games in the NFL. This is It's absolutely ridiculous. I, don't I hate go, it every time this discussion comes up. I don't go anywhere without my tinfoil hat to make sure the government's not reading my thoughts. And even I'm looking at you going, for really? Are we for really doing this? The NFL's rigged. Ay, ay, ay. Every time. You ever notice that nobody ever says that when they win? Like, no. no Kansas City Chief fan is going, yep, NFL's rigged. Real glad it was, too. Worked out great for me. Of course not. It's what sore losers do. It's always got to be blamed on the officials. It's always got to be some underlying reason. Other than, for the San Francisco 49ers uh, part, the fact that you didn't have a quarterback. I mean, that's all well and good. Yes, you had two quarterbacks going in to yesterday, but it was proven in that game you only had one really on the roster because Josh Johnson is terrible. He is awful. It's, it, I'm telling you right now, if you if you sat down at practice and went, we feel good about our backup plan with, with Josh Johnson. I, I'm going to need you to explain that to me. I mean, were they running against the, the, the junior league team? Did you did you have like a youth team, youth league team out there practicing against it? We, we, got, we got so many things to do today. It, you know what? Just... 
time for the opening drive, and it's always brought to you by Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. 629 Brevard Road is the address. Go by and see them and drop our name when you're there. Mention the sportsocracy. And when you're getting a new or a certified pre-owned vehicle, they'll give you $250 on top of whatever your trade-in is already worth. I was there this morning. They put me in a lovely fully loaded Murano that I'm telling you right now, I could take my tax documents put it on the dashboard, and I think by the time I got where I was going, my taxes would be done because this car will do literally everything. Now, we'll say the dynamic of switching from a truck to this, that's, that took me a minute to get used to. I got on the interstate, looked down, and went, oh, that's a number that's way faster than it's supposed to be. Uh, but that is the lap of luxury, the 2023 Nissan Murano, and you can see one for yourself by going to 629 Brevard Road telling the two, Formerly fat guys of the sportsocracy sent you. As we mentioned, Philadelphia and Kansas City headed to the Super Bowl. Philadelphia beat San Francisco 31-7. to We were expecting a great game. Uh, and you didn't, didn't get, get one. one. You didn't get one. And let me be the first person to say, and I'm going to say this as definitively as I can, after what I saw yesterday, if you tap out on Trey Lance, because, but, but Brock Purdy should be the rookie of the year. If you tap out on a guy, you gave up multiple first round picks for that guy. Good luck with that. Uh, T's and P's, I'm rooting for you. But how fair is that? The kid, the, the kid hurt his elbow and could not physically throw the ball. Okay. Anymore. Uh, and, and I, and I don't disagree with anything you just said. So what you're telling me is is that you had a quarterback in the game that's that's six one and and listed at two twenty. I got news for you: if Brock Purdy's two twenty, I'm about three bills. Some I say he's not. He gets hit a time. First fumble he's had in his NFL career, and he's hurt. Hmm. So if you're gonna back Brock Purdy, you better not give me any flack about Bryce Young. I don't want to hear a word about Bryce Young. And to me, you go into next year with Trey Lance and Brock Purdy and you fight it out in, in, in minicamp. Because I have a feeling when you see Brock Purdy next to a real-life NFL quarterback, you're going to go, well, this was cute and it was fun, but you're not the long-term solution. Yeah, but we don't know that Trey Lance is a big boy NFL quarterback. Uh, no, but we know that the the outside of injuries, the range of outcomes with him is higher. Oh, uh, absolutely. And, and look, I, I'm not I'm not banging on Brock Purdy for getting hurt. I'm just saying you got hit one legitimate time in your NFL career, and all of a sudden you're hurt. Yeah, I that, mean, he th- didn't that even, gives me a pause for concern. He didn't even get hit legitimately. Like you you say, oh legitimately. no, that's oh that's well, the way he got hit. It's about as bad as a quarterback can get hit because it puts a really unnatural torque on the arm i'm not judging him for that what i'm saying is for you to go into next year with a roster that is this good do you realize how bad they were after he was gone with with josh johnson that that thought of any quarterback with a pulse can make this offense go Mm -hmm. no they cannot because josh johnson was horrendously awful you cannot tap out on somebody you're as invested in as trey lance for what i saw and then it was, I don't know what to do. Yeah. And I'm going to say something else that this is this is going to be an unpopular opinion, and San Francisco 49er fans are probably not going to like it. Kyle Shanahan got absolutely drugged down the sidewalk as a coach yesterday. Nick Sirianni beat him to death 
it started with the Devontae Smith catch, mm -hmm. which I said this on our live stream. Thank you for all of you that joined in. When you see a receiver get up doing this I, or, or whatever tapping, it is, yeah, maybe the it's hands this. Together. I don't know what the signal is. Bumping the fist together. Like, let's go, let's go, let's go. When they're literally spotting the ball themselves, just throw the challenge flag. Yeah. Just throw it. I, 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 all right, so we lost a timeout. You lost a timeout on fourth down on a play that completely changes this game. Then Purdy gets hurt, and now you're done. That's on Kyle Shanahan. I was screaming it as they're lining up to, to snap this ball. I haven't even dis definitively seen the – Kyle Shanahan said, well, I, I saw, a, uh, I saw a, a replay that looked like he caught it. I saw no replay, and I was screaming mm -hmm. challenge it. Yep. He did not catch it. The safety stands up going, he didn't catch it. Devontae Smith gets up, snap the ball right now, because not only did I not catch it, it's not even close. Any angle is going to tell you I dropped this. That's on Kyle Shanahan. And it was death by a thousand paper cuts as it went along. Josh Johnson, you put him in there, and then you completely go away from the run game, which is the only thing you have. Mm -hmm. That's all you've got. That's on Kyle Shanahan. This is another time in a big spot that you piddled in your punch bowl. And eventually that has to stick to you. I think Kyle Shanahan's a bright offensive guy, probably the, the brightest offensive guy in the league. You got drugged down the sidewalk yesterday by a Philly frat bro named Nick Sirianni. That has to stick to you. But after the call, after the no challenge, what was he supposed to do is my question. Uh, um, oh, hold on. I, uh, you know, I talked for seven hours yesterately, so I'm not sure I can do this appropriately. <laughs> Run the damn ball! There's one player on your offense that they're even halfway scared of. They were pinning their ears back on Josh Johnson going, Brock Purdy can't throw one 10 yards down the field. He tried on the sideline, couldn't do it. They were more, they gave more credence to Brock Purdy than they did to Josh Johnson. And then you come in with this just asinine game plan of, well, we'll just throw a little dump offs. He was getting receivers killed. He was getting running backs killed. Basically, anybody that touched the ball. And if you want to know how bad it was, listen to what George Kittle said in the postgame. I can't repeat it here because he said one of them old wordy dirds that I'm not allowed to say. At some point, you have to look at the combination of the roster and go, we're all in. And I feel like that's what they did with Trey Lance. Mm -hmm. But this Brock Purdy thing is done like dinner. If that's your solution, don't be surprised when the Philadelphia Eagles, the Dallas Cowboys, the, these full-on rosters that are not, maybe not as good as you, but they're close, and they're better than you at quarterback, don't be shocked when you get drug in games like this. Don't be shocked. There were three teams yesterday that had a legitimate NFL quarterback, one that didn't. The one that didn't got absolutely annihilated. That's the NFL in a nutshell. Welcome to 2023. Brock Purdy goes out hurt, and everything changed for the San Francisco 49ers. And from, from that point on, they just got dominated by the Eagles. And the defense just laid down. I mean, I said, I told this story in the live stream yesterday. There are times when you look at the other side of the ball and go, there's nothing I can do. It doesn't matter what I do. I get that that's the best defense in the NFL. I'm well aware of that. They weren't yesterday. Yesterday, they're taking bad run angles. Mm -hmm. They're taking bad pursuit angles. Philadelphia is annihilating them in the run game. Uh, Jason Kelsey had one of the best seals I've ever seen. I'm pretty sure I could have driven my 2023 Nissan Murano through it. <laughs> I think you could have. We expect. The, the defense is looking around going, it doesn't matter what we do. It does not matter what we do. 
The offense can do nothing to help us. And as soon as Kyle Shanahan made the asinine decision, and I've not heard one person crush him for this yet, you get the ball with, what, a minute 30 to go in the second quarter? And you go, you know what? I have a quarterback that I'm not sure shouldn't be in the USFL. So you know what we do? I got an idea. Let's go to let's let's go two minute drill. And then weird, Josh Johnson, who doesn't fully grasp the offense, it was abundantly clear, takes his eye off the snap, fumbles it, and now you're done. Yep. Because as soon as you went down fourteen nothing, I said it at halftime. This game's over. There's not a quarterback on this field that can bring San Francisco back, and that's on Kyle Shanahan. I mean, I banged on Josh Johnson a lot yesterday. You're the fourth quarterback. Yeah. There's a reason you were available in October because you're not very good. And it was just a whole. There were a whole lot of delay, a game penalty. Like he had what, like five or six. I it wasn't that many, but it was, was it? several, and there were several more that were close. It was a handful. He had a handful of delay, a game penalties. It was just kind of shocking. And then we had, well, it wasn't as fireworky as we expected it was going to be, but we had a hell of a game in the night capper in the AFC championship game. And, and there was something you saw in that game. And now it, 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 this has gotten to a point where it, it's almost like road work on 26. If you don't see it, I can't help you. If you can't figure out how ridiculous this is, I can't help you. After the break, we'll tell you what that is. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. Did you know Ingalls only sells USDA choice and prime cuts of meat? Maybe it's time to reward yourself. Our butchers cut all our meat fresh in the store every day. Grass-fed, organic, you name it. Not only that, we'll even cut it to order just the way you like it. And we grind meat fresh in the store multiple times a day. It's all in the bag. That's the best meat in town for the best folks in town. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. Our communities are filled with wonderful people who make living here great. At Home Trust Bank, we're proud of that. And that's why we focus on helping homeowners prepare for what's next. Our local mortgage bankers have the experience you need and exceptional personal service you'll appreciate. Home Trust Bank is ready to help make a house your home when it's time to buy. Visit your local Home Trust branch or go to htb.com forward slash mortgage. Welcome back into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. The Philadelphia Eagles headed to Arizona for the Super Bowl, and so are the Kansas City Chiefs, who outlasted the Cincinnati Bengals 23-20 last night in the AFC Championship game. I'm officially to the point. If you don't get that Pat Mahomes and Joe Burrow are just better than your quarterback, I can't help you. Patrick Mahomes won won a game that, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't really feel like either one of them deserved to win. No. On one foot. And it was abundantly clear. 
late that he's in a copious amount of pain. Mm -hmm. I, this is my favorite stat of the weekend. I think the kid's name was Marcus Kemp. Yep. He had a catch on the last drive. Yep. He has more career tackles than catches. Yes, he does. So, so And I want to say this to all of the fans that tell me about their quarterback, Justin Fields, how he needs better weapons around him. And if we just prop him up, then all of a sudden he'll be a serviceable NFL quarterback. Patrick Mahomes, by the end of last night, was throwing people that should be working at the Home Depot. It didn't matter. It didn't matter that there's no Kadarius Tony. It didn't matter that there's no Miko Hardman. He found a way to do it. And do you know why? Because he's better than your guy. Mm -hmm. I don't care who your guy is. I don't care if it's Josh Allen. I don't care if it's Jay or, uh, uh, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert. I don't care. He's better than your guy. Period. End of discussion. Repeat the line. There's no debating it. And now I want to go one step further. Obviously, we're going to talk about a lot about the Super Bowl in the next two weeks. Name me a position that the Kansas City Chiefs are better than the Philadelphia Eagles. Any position group. The D-line better? No. no. Linebackers is close. I don't think either is great, but they're both serviceable. Okay. Secondary. Who's better? Philadelphia. Philadelphia by mile. Yeah. Running backs. Philadelphia. Philadelphia, but it's close. Receivers. Philadelphia, Philadelphia. by 10 miles. Mm -hmm. Offensive line. It's close, but I'll take Philadelphia. I'll still take Kansas City. I'm saying it right now. I'm saying it 24 hours after the conference championship games ended. I'll still take Kansas City. And you want me to be real, real, as honest with you as I can be? I don't think it's close. I don't just think they're going to beat Philadelphia. I think they are going to smoke Philadelphia like some sausage links. Because Andy Because Reed. I've got a big boy, real-life quarterback. And Jalen Hurts, uh, this is my second favorite stat. Jalen Hurts has played two games of the postseason. Mm -hmm. Do you know how many yards he has total? 320. You're too high. Wow. It's 275. That's what he's throwing for in two games. Pat Mahomes could do that to you in a half. Mm-hmm. And look, you can prop up quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts is proof positive, and I'm not telling you he's not a good quarterback. I did say yesterday, and I will say it to the umpteenth degree, you're now going to pay him $50 million, and I promise you, you're going to regret it <laughs> in super short order. Uh, yeah, you're kind of stuck now. Whatever Joe Burrow gets, it's going to set the market. And Cincinnati's going to do this the first chance they get. This deal will be done before the league year even starts. I don't care if it's $60 million. He's worth every cent because that line was awful mm -hmm. at times last night. Gage Camplin in our YouTube chat with our first one of these of the day. I'm your huckleberry. He said, Mahomes is the greatest quarterback I've ever seen. I agree with you. I agree with you. And I'm not, I'll be really honest with you. By the time he's in his 30s, I'm not sure it's even close. I'm not sure that you can even debate it. There was a graphic last night, touchdown passes in conference championship games. Patrick Mahomes is 26 years old. He's second all time. Mm -hmm. And not far behind Tom. No. Seven in less than half the games. Yeah, seven touchdowns. It's unbelievable how good he is. And I'm looking around the NFL going, the AFC knows. And if you want proof positive of that, who did the LA Chargers hire as their offensive coordinator today? Kellen Moore. Why? 
Why did this happen? It's I, And I promise you, I, I have no inside information on this. But I can tell you definitively, the Chargers had already asked permission to talk to him. I feel like Kellen Moore looked at him and went, I'm leaving one way or the other. You can fire me or this can get awkward. I want to go work with that guy. Mm-hmm. Because I think Justin Herbert with those weapons is good enough to contend. I need Brandon Staley to deal with the defense. I need to deal with the offense. But we're coming to a point, and, and, and you can call me a homer, you can say I'm a hater, you can call me whatever you want. We're coming to a point that if you don't have that guy that can take the ball with 45 seconds and drive down the field, you're in trouble because you're never safe. How many times do you have to watch Pat Mahomes do this before you just go, hmm, how do you actually beat him? How do you beat him? I have to have the ball last. That's the only way he's been beaten in the playoffs. Mm-hmm is if you have the ball last. And I have to have a sizable lead. And by sizable, it's like a more touchdown. than a field goal. Yeah, you got to have a touchdown lead, and he has to not get the ball last. Because every single time he does, he finds a way. This time it was because Joseph Asai hit him out of bounds. Here's the thing I've yet to hear anybody say. All right, so he got out of bounds. Let's mm-hmm. say Asai didn't hit him. Mm-hmm. What do you think was happening on the next play? They were going to get in field goal. They were going to get in field goal range. It was going to happen anyway. The only thing that penalty did was give you the fun. uh, uh, What is it that I call that? Uh, Pitchy, pitchy, woo, woo. That's the Scott Van Pelt line. That's the only reason that. That's the only thing it changed. Because with eight, ten, twelve seconds left, whatever it was, it was eight. Eight. He was going to line up, and he was going to find somebody on the sideline, and they were going to get field goal range, Mm -hmm. and they're going to win that game. Mm I wrote the end of that game before the drive even started. I told it to you and Brian Haynes sitting there. I tell you exactly how this is going to go because I've seen it too many times before. And that's my problem when it comes to Brock Purdy or Jalen Hurts. It's not that I'm saying they're bad quarterbacks. I'm saying you're in the worst possible era to try to beat that guy Mm -hmm. because your cute little bleed the clock out, that's awesome. Give him 30 seconds. We talk about the FAFO scale around here because however many seconds you give him, that's how much you have fawed and you will quickly foe. And it doesn't matter. He just keeps doing it. And I said this when Tyreek Hill was traded. I don't care who the receivers are. It doesn't matter. When you're a prodigious talent like that, it doesn't matter. Other quarterbacks, I can prop you up. I can get there and I might even get lucky and win. I can't definitively tell you that Philadelphia is not going to beat them because that defense is really, really good. The minute you pay him, that changes. The minute you paid Pat Mahomes, what changed? Absolutely not one thing. They're in the exact same spot they were before. That's the difference. And now that he's been to or going to his third Super Bowl in four years, it's a brand new era. It's an absolute no-doubter brand new era in the NFL. Before Before it was Tom's world. Tom made it every other damn year to a Super Bowl, and now you have Patrick stepping in. And a, a great qu- question in the YouTube comments, Assist, Ascendo asked uh, to me, how many quarterbacks right now can be that 45-second quarterback? That's the other problem. Because obviously you've seen Pat do it. Mm-hmm. You've seen Joe do it. Mm-hmm. I've seen Josh Allen do it. Mm-hmm. I think Justin Herbert can do it because he's got the talent to be to be that good. I think Trevor Lawrence will get there – in pretty short order. I, I I don't know it definitively. I just really believe in the talent. Right. Tom can do it. Even at 46 years old, Tom can still do it. Aaron Rodgers can do it. So that's seven right there. Now, two of those are going to fall by the wayside. 
won't be shocked if you find another one. I won't. You, you pair Sean Payton with, I don't want to say Kyler Murray, but that's the one that's out there. If you don't have that guy, you're in trouble. You can build a roster for a year. Kansas City, it doesn't matter. They have five really highly paid players. And the only things that matter, do I have Chris Jones? Do I have some some edge pieces that can that can get after the quarterback? Do I have enough cornerback players that can make a play? Something we haven't talked about. Kansas City might have had the best draft outside of outside of Seattle of the New York Jets. Do you realize how many of the rookies contributed last night? It was a bunch. The final uh, interception, Joshua Williams. Yeah, that was a draft pick. Mm-hmm. Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah, that was a draft pick. Trent McDuffie. Yeah, that was a draft pick. I can keep doing this. That's how you have to do it. Now, Philadelphia, they draft well enough that maybe you can. You didn't even mention Sky Moore, who was key. I, who was 100% key. It was that, key. That return was was the thing that put him in, in position. 100% it was key. And, and that's the, the, the rough thing. And I, this is coming from a Jets fan. I'm looking at the best roster we've had in forever. And you know what the only thing I can think of is? Short of Aaron Rodgers, we don't have a snowball's chance in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Bring in Jimmy Garoppolo. Awesome. So we'll get to the playoffs and get smoked by the five guys I just said. Oh, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, I want to do that. Sign me up for that. That sounds like just a ton of fun. Derek Carr, same boat. No, go get a guy. Go get a guy. It'll only last two years. I don't care. I don't care because they're, they're this is a slew of juggernauts that have been built in the AFC, and this is a dynasty that is going to be unlike anything we've ever seen. People compare this to Peyton and Tom. Peyton and Tom was phenomenal. There were two of them. Mm-hmm. There are three more sitting in the offing just going, hey, you know what? It could be me next. Yep. Josh Allen's going, it could be me next. I don't know what health. I need to learn to stop turning the ball over. I can be right there with you. Justin Herbert's going, hey, I just got a whole new offensive scheme with a guy that's got an IQ above salad dressing because it ain't Joe Lombardi. I could be next. Trevor Lawrence, I was one game away from being that guy this year. And I was competitive. The AFC is a murderer's row. And it ain't stopping anytime soon. You're in the sportocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Did you know Ingalls only sells USDA choice and prime cuts of meat? Our butchers cut all our meat fresh in the store every day. We'll even cut it to order just the way you like it. It's all in the bag. Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings. For more information about contest on the station, log on to ESPNAVL.com. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, serving all of western North Carolina. 
Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The Sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. All right, the following stories will come as no surprise because, well, as we talk about fans on this show, fan is short for... Fanatic. Fanatic, that's right. And when uh, the fanatics get what they want, they get a little rowdy. Philadelphia, the streets of Philadelphia last night. Flooded after the Eagles win over the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC Championship game. The 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 police and such let them go for about three hours before they finally made the crowds disperse from the city streets. But while they were out reveling, obviously there were some, well, some interesting scenarios that took place. Uh, one reporter reporting that uh, they saw... A uh, Philly, the Philly Fire Department and the ambulance come through to try to pick up somebody that had fallen out in the middle of the melee or the, the, the celebration. And as they're trying to take the guy out or girl, I don't know who it was, as they're trying to make their way through the crowd, the, the Eagles, some Eagles fans decided to hitch a ride and jump on the back of the ambulance and ride it through the crowd. Not great. Uh, there was one woman who was spotted uh, doing uh, some 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 of her business in the street, which is, and the uh, direct quote from Stephanie Farr is that Broadway smells more like urine now than weed, so that's a plus. And then there was a whole bunch of uh, people that got up on top of one of the bus stops. Now I don't know if you've ever looked at one of those structures, but they're not the most sturdy of structures to hold weight on top of them a group of about 20 people fell through one of the bus stops the video is quite hilarious no reports of injuries um although i i am kind of kind of rooting for at least one you do something stupid you you kind of deserve to pay a price for that and then go to kansas city where uh somebody set the parking lot on fire outside outside of arrowhead stadium uh this goes back to my old line about the fourth of july celebrate your nation's independence by blowing up a small part of it that never made any sense to me (laughs) hey i'm happy let's light that on fire what is that i don't care all right i I, this is not a story i'm happy to report okay and i as a loyal lifelong new york sports fan i am here to call for action Uh i'm gonna read you a tweet And then I'm going to tell you what the tweet is from and what the action led to. This is from from the Twitter machine. It says, fly at Eagles fly. We're going green and white in honor of the Eagles NFC championship victory. And you might be thinking, is that the Liberty Bell? Is that the Rocky statue? Is that from some landmark in Philadelphia? No, sir. It's from the Empire State Building. That's in New York. That's our building. Ours. We don't celebrate fly, eagles, fly. That's not what we do. Okay? 
if the Giants or the Jets were in the Super Bowl, I guarantee you they're not lighting the Liberty Bell green and white for the Jets or red, white, and blue for the Giants. I am calling all New York fans. I don't care what team you root for. I don't care if it's the Knicks. I don't care if it's the Yankees. I don't care if it's the Jets, Giants, any of them. I don't care. We are boycotting the Empire State Building until there is a full apology for lighting that building green and white. It was the most repulsive thing I've ever seen in my life. They also did it for the AFC Championship game. They they lit the top of it red for the Kansas City Chiefs after they That's won. That's fine. I don't care about Kansas City. <laughs> you care about Philadelphia. I don't Philadelphia. give a, a squirt about Kansas City. I care about Philadelphia. This, this, this here is a Jets fan sticking up for my giant brethren because that is what we do. I may not be an official New Yorker, but I have been indoctrinated into this for my entire life. I want vengeance, and I am calling for it right now. I see no. Do not spend one quarter in the Empire State Building until there is a full apology. I see no problems here. I mean, New York doesn't even have a football team. Both your football teams are in New Jersey. You don't get it. I I hate that argument. It's so (laughs) stupid. 90% 90% of the fans are coming from New York. Trust me, we're the New York Jets, we're the New York Giants, we're the New York Knicks, we're the Brooklyn Nets. We are one, all right? We are New York sports fans. We are angry, we are mad at the world, our teams are terrible, and we just need something to be angry at. I have given you something to be angry at. <laughs> uh, the the Empire, Empire State Empire... Building, you are dead to me. Oh, the people at the Empire State Building are just thinking, we spend all this money on these colored lights, and we never get to use these for our local teams, so dead to me <laughs> i feel like this is a uh it just it makes me so angry and you know what it really makes me want to say who's saying you want a piece of me empire state building we don't do that okay this is a great question Stephen Tao asks in the YouTube comments uh, how does one boycott that building from North Carolina I use my voice to project my anger that's how I do it there are enough people that hear the sound of my voice that either live in New York or 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 frequent there. And I don't even know what the Empire State Building does, and I don't care. I don't even know what's in it. Can you just pretend that the green and white's for the Jets? And then... Why? Why would we randomly do that? I don't know. No, no, I can't pretend. No, I can't pretend. I don't have much of an imagination, and I'm angry. Okay? I saw that last night. Maybe one or seven more domestic lights in than one should possibly have been. And I got just aggressively angry. Mm-hmm. I just want to say in another 10 years or whenever the t- whenever the time comes for another Boston Red Sox World Series victory, I want to see the Empire State Building lit up red, white, and blue. I'll promise you it won't. <laughs> no, it I'll won't. promise Not you this chance. will never happen but again. But that's kind of my point is like, why would you do it for football? You wouldn't dare do that for the Red Sox. And and the Eagles and the Giants, I'm not saying it's a rivalry on par, but it's pretty damn close. Uh, it's up there. Yeah. Uh, trust me, there's a lot of Philadelphia hatred from New York. And I'm a Jets fan. You don't mean squat to me. I'm angry for the Giants fans. I'm angry for Brian Haynes. Oh, I've been waiting to do that all day. <laughs> Something else I've been waiting to do all day, too. Uh, yes, sir. So we've been talking about the NFL's rigged. It's it's trending on Twitter. Mm -hmm. That's not the problem. It's not that the NFL's rigged. I've seen somebody said it was the the, the gamblers. We did it. Let me me make this as clear to you as as I can. If it was rigged in any shape, form, or fashion, and there was anything that made people like me go, oh, wait, 
you'd already know about it. Yep. Because you, you remember when college basketball kept having those point shaving scandals? Took four games for us to figure it out. Mm-hmm. That was with Minnesota and Arizona State. Not exactly catching the most action. If it happened in the AFC championship game, there would be riots outside of sports books. Tim Donahue. That took a little while longer. It, it did. Because but eventually, he was much smarter about right, it. Right, but, but eventually they found out about it. This is a much bigger problem for the NFL. Your officiating is horrendous. The NFL does a better job than any sports league of taking problems and cutting them off at the legs. You have the solution. I've already seen you do it. I screamed for this seven or eight times yesterday. Why could we make the Sky Judge work in the divisional round of the playoffs and we couldn't in the conference championship games? There is no excuse for having that technology and the Devontae Smith thing, nope, do, 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 just sitting here picking wildflowers. What what are you doing? Were you on a smoke break? It was the most obvious call of the day. That's what you're there for. So my hope. First of all, the NFL is putting its its officials in a horrible spot. Ron Torbert's not a terrible official. He's made some questionable decisions. And then his explanations often leave a lot to be desired. He's not a media guy. He's an official. Make the officials full-time. Am I telling you that's going to fix all the problems? No, I am not. But it will take away that objection Mm -hmm. of these guys don't make enough money because some of them are teachers. A lot of them are also lawyers. Mm -hmm. Two of them are the highest paid lawyers in their own states. Most of these guys are not hurting for money. That's not the problem. It's an aesthetic. It's the way it looks of these guys. This is a a hobby for them. That's stupid. The NFL prints money. Make these guys full-time officials, give them the benefits, give them the health care, whatever you need, and put a sky judge in every one of these stadiums. Mm-hmm. The sky judge, to me, is is very important because it seems so simple to be able to use, especially when you know that you have the technology. You have the technology at your fingertips to be able to tell this stuff very, very quickly. Now, yesterday, during the game, that first touchdown or the, the that fourth down play to Devontae Smith, Jeremy on the live stream, he's going crazy. Oh, my God, it's not a catch. It's not a catch. I didn't see it. It looked like, yeah, okay, maybe he came up with the catch. And then Fox plays the replay about, what, five minutes later that showed the, the definitive angle of that ball was definitely on the ground. The NFL has the technology to have that immediately. And, and they and, have it. And have do a, I think that would have changed anything about yesterday? Before we go down this rabbit hole, mm-hmm. no, no, I don't. No, I mean that game was going off the rails anyway. I don't know that it would have gone that far off the rails. There were a handful of plays. Look, Philadelphia didn't do squat offensively. I mean, yeah. I, I hate to break Philadelphia hearts here. I mean, they ran. The you ball didn't do well. anything offensively that made me feel hunky dunky. Well, they ran the ball pretty well. Well, when you keep getting the ball at the fifty, it's not that hard to do. Uh, especially when you got a defense that very obviously quit. If you don't think, of, go back and watch the second half and realize that Drake Greenlaw took more mistaken angles in one game than he's taken all the year long. That screams to me, uh, yeah, I just want to go home mm-hmm. because I know we have no shot. I'm not trying to diminish your victory. I, Philadelphia would have won that game regardless. If Josh Johnson threw one pass, Philadelphia wins. Yes. 
So I'm not saying it changes anything. But when you have problems like this, it allows the 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 kooky madukies to come out of the woodwork and say the NFL's rigged. And I'll be honest with you, you do this enough times, it gets kind of hard to go, well, no, it's not. How do you know that? Well, I just do. Then why does this keep happening? Because the officials are awful. In large part, they're awful. Because this game is faster, it's quicker, it's bigger, it's stronger, and you're asking them to do the same thing that they did in 1983, as Bill Budajek just said in our YouTube comments. It doesn't make any sense. This is a baseball ideology of, oh, we can't use the technology because of the human error, the human element. No, that's stupid. And this should be item one, two, and four on the at the league meetings mm-hmm. when they have them in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Implement the sky jets permanently. According to uh, ESPN's Kevin Seifert, at the beginning of last year, the NFL adopted a new Hawkeye replay technology that immediately gives the booth every angle of the play instantaneously. Ta-da. So they had it at their disposal. All you would have had to have done was use the... I mean, I don't know if it's as easy as play button. There you go. But according to Kevin Seifert, they've had this for two years and they didn't use it yesterday. And and I want... I don't want challenges on the coaches. I I really don't because I feel like this is a... You're asking a lot of the coach. Absolutely. So the coach in... I actually went back and watched the replay. It was 17 seconds from the time Devontae Smith landed to the time the next play was snapped. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me, in the course of a quarter of a minute, Kyle Shanahan has to radio up to the guy in the booth who has to, by the way, watch the replay. He doesn't have Hawkeye or, or Black Widow or whatever right. it is you just said. Right. He didn't have that. He's at the mercy of whatever he has shown. And so now I have to buzz down and get the challenge flag out. You may or may not even notice it. That's stupid. Just fix it. Do I think either game was affected by the officials yesterday? No, I don't. I think the better team won in both. And I don't even know that it's all that debatable. But you open yourself up to this day of the number one trending topic on Twitter since 945 last night is hashtag NFL's rigged. Which is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. But I understand why you would say it, especially if you're a Bengal fan right now, especially if you're a 49er fan, because you're slightly delusional. It's the way fans work. We're all that way with our teams. That's not a shot at you. Mm-hmm. That's the way you go. It, you see things the way you want to see them. This is the reason that every losing team has an issue with the officials. You all know that guy. Yep. I'm not saying any names, but you all know that guy. Yep. Sometimes I'm that guy. And you open yourself up to this interpretation, and it's stupid. Mm -hmm. This is an easy fix. There are a lot of things in this game that are hard to fix. It is impossible to fix the fact that you have 22 men on this field at any given time that are the biggest, the fastest, the strongest, and the meanest on this planet, and they are hitting each other at full speed. There's nothing you can do about that. In terms of I have 47 different angles that show me Devontae Smith slid across the ball and it's laying on the ground. You can fix that. Mm-hmm. A whole lot of just officiating snafus yesterday. The 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 Kansas City Chiefs second chance at a third down because of the clock was you know, the clock didn't start or something, and so they were able to go for it. 
again. Now, they didn't get it on the play, but there was a defensive penalty that gave them a fresh set of downs because of it. And that's where it gets a little dicey. Their minds about it, and I get why. That's where it gets a little dicey. Uh, There, there was a block in the back on the punt return. Let me. I'm going to be as honest with you as I can be. I don't know how how versed all of you are with punt returns. There's a block in the back on every punt return. Absolutely, every single one. Absolutely. So if you go that path, we're going to have to do away with punts. We've already killed the kick return. That that basically doesn't exist. So, if you want to go down that rabbit hole, the punt is going the way of the dodo bird, which I'm not in favor of. It would stop this. But you can't legislate that. That's another one of those things. It's it's too hard to do, and you're opening Pandora's box, and there's no way to fix it. Did he catch it? That's fixable. Intentional grounding when there was a, a running back four yards away. Yeah, I went back and looked. Oh, it didn't make it over the line. It doesn't matter. It hit the running back off the bounce. It's not intentional grounding. Mm -hmm. It's not. Would it have changed anything? No. No, it wouldn't have. But you know what it does? It gives every fan the opportunity to go to Twitter and go, hashtag NFL's rigged. And it's kind of hard to debunk them. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. When we come back from the break, it'll be time for Jeremy's Bangers of the day and we will continue the discussion after the sports center update at the top of the hour about the afc nfc championship games look ahead briefly to the super bowl what do we expect to see and yeah there's it's it's pro bowl week it's senior bowl week kicking off as well we've got a lot to get into here in the sportsocracy stick with us and don't forget to go to the youtube.com slash the sportsocracy subscribe to the youtube channel so you can join us in the chat at ingles whether we're celebrating friday night rivals televising college basketball games bringing the fan fest to semi-pro soccer or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park it's all in the bag ingles low prices love the savings Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community. One that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. Coffee's the closers on. Get them the money! Then when you get the money... You get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then we get the power. Then you get the work. Two and two in conference championship 
football over the weekend. Weird how bad a team looks without a quarterback, isn't it? Moving back into basketball for a jam-packed Monday of hoops. This is Green on Green brought to you by Ingles Markets. Low prices. Love the savings. First, Virginia's a five-point favorite at Syracuse. This is one of those games where I hearken back to my childhood and remember Kiss. No, not that overrated rock band with the kitty cat makeup. Keep it simple, stupid. Virginia's one of the best three-point shooting teams in the country. Syracuse plays zone constantly and allows the 12th highest three-point attempt rate in the country. I'm no dummy. Kiss the Q's goodbye. Wahoo's minus the five. Baylor's a four-point dog at Texas. Nothing simple here. I can't figure Texas out. They either play close or get their doors blown off. Really no in-between. This is a good team, but I don't think they're as good as Vegas does. This is a chance for me to hit the rare double bear dog. Give me the Bears plus four. They went out right. Iowa State's a one-point favorite at Texas Tech. Speaking of teams in Texas that I can't figure out, we get to the Red Raiders. It's not that I can't figure this team out. It's I can't figure out what they have on Vegas to make this number make such little sense. They either know who does Wayne Newton's facelifts or how David Blaine levitates because this doesn't make any sense. But, 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 it's in Lubbock. I don't care if it's on a drone, on the phone, home alone, Cyclones by a billion. And finally, in the NBA, the Toronto Raptors are a two-point dog at Phoenix, over-unders two. You may not know this about me yet, but there's nothing I love more than two mediocre NBA teams playing a slew of backups on a Monday night. Not because I want to watch it. This game should only be on television, in hospital waiting rooms, or with people who just bought their TV and don't know how to change the channel yet. No, no. This is an old school playground rock fight, y'all. Backups love allowing points. Toronto will go big tonight, which should limit DeAndre Ayton and allow Toronto to score often on the fast break give me over the 221 raptors plus two they went out right for more follow us on all the social medias at the sportsocracy and as always green on green is brought to you by ingles markets love the savings with ingles love the winnings with me mull it out go and do likewise gents the money's out there you pick it up it's yours you don't i got no sympathy for you He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. It is the sportsocracy and we are live in the Ingalls studio on ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400 and you can hear us everywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. Also, watch us live in the Angle Studio. Go to thesportocracy.com. Click the live video link. Subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat. And you, too, can super chat. I'm your huckleberry. Gage Camplin. Thoughts on CEO coach and play, uh, play calling coach advantage of managing the game. I think that was the difference in the game he's talking about that with uh with Sirianni with with Steichen and, and Jonathan Gannon there's definitely something to that and, and it's basically that Sirianni and if you watch him he's basically like a glorified hype man during the course of the game because he's he's deferring so much of this now the question would be if, he, if one of those guys gets hired away what does that look like I don't know it's hard to keep good coordinators in this league. Uh, San Francisco's about to find that out the hard way because D'Amico Ryans will be the next head coach of the Houston Texans. 
probably within the next 24 hours. Right. Uh, no more than the next 48. It's hard to develop coaches like that. But it brings, a, a to me, a broader point of what you saw with Philadelphia yesterday. I caught a lot of flack because I was not overly complimentary of Jalen Hurts yesterday during our live stream. So allow me to elaborate. We have talked all year about who has the best roster in the NFL, and it was San Francisco and Buffalo, and nobody's close. Yeah, we got that wrong. Philadelphia has the best roster in this league. It's close. I think mm-hmm. San Francisco's in the ballpark. Mm-hmm. They don't have a weakness. Except quarterback. Quarterback. And what I asked was, if going into the Super Bowl, would you feel better or worse having Lamar Jackson than Jalen Hurts? And universally, it was a 100% agreement it would be Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Lamar can't get a deal from Baltimore. You're, you're now stuck with Jalen. You're going to give him insane money. Now, we, we found out today the salary cap's going up $20 million, to 24.3, I think is what I saw. The cap is about to just explode. So it may not be as bad as what I have said, but this roster has a two-year window. You can't have James Bradbury, Darius Slay, all of these guys on the defensive line, this insane offensive line that just is impenetrable. I mean, I told you Jason Kelsey set up a wall that I'm pretty sure I could drive my 2023 Nissan Murano through. Yep. That's the reason you're here. The reason you're in this game, I I could argue Jalen Hurts is no higher than the seventh biggest reason that you're here. Your defense has been suffocating Mm -hmm. through two games. Mm -hmm. Now, one of those you were playing with a team that was considering playing Christian McCaffrey at quarterback. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. The other you were playing Daniel Jones. So, you know, limited. You know, you're about to see something that's very different than that. But that's a story for a different day. There are only so many elite quarterbacks in this league, which we talked about in the first hour with with Pat Mahomes and and plenty of other quarterbacks that I think are on that elite tier. Mm -hmm. Jalen Hurts is not. You'll never convince me that he is. Watch the games. For as bad as yesterday was, it could have been worse if Jalen Hurts could hit the broadside of a barn. He had A.J. Brown. I'm pretty sure I could have thrown that. But he throws off his back foot. There's a lot of mechanical issues there. But here's what he does. He is a good leader. That's Mm non-quantifiable, and scouts like me, okay, later, so was Tim Tebow. Mm -hmm. Uh, You don't get a whole lot of quarterbacks that were 4-14 and in college that, that, oh, that's the next big thing at quarterback. He's much more talented than Tim Tebow, though. (sighs) Come on. As a thrower of the football, and it's not even close. To me, they're the exact same guy. What? They're the exact same guy with one great big difference. One had Josh McDaniels. One has Howie Roseman. You want to talk about the MVP of this Philadelphia team? It's not Jalen Hurts. It's not Miles Sanders. It's not A.J. Brown. It's Howie Roseman. You want to know why you're here? I I mean, I can walk you through it if you'd like me to. We talked about this on draft night. A.J. Brown was the best trade I've seen in the NFL in 10 years, and it's not close. Because he was the perfect fit for Jalen Hurts. Mm -hmm. And that's where I have to, okay, I've always said if I'm wrong, I'll admit when I'm wrong. As long as you got Howie Roseman calling shots, making moves like this, I can't tell you you can't win this way. 
I cannot tell you you can't win this way. Do I think he's an elite thrower of the football? No, I don't. And Gage just asked a follow-up question. I'm your huckleberry. Where do you put Jalen? I'll be honest with you, he's about the 10th to 12th best quarterback in the league. In terms of direct effect on the game, I put him somewhere with Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins. Yep. He does it in a completely different way. But that's where I would put him. That's where I would want to pay him. That's not an option anymore. Now he's gotten you to a Super Bowl. This is winning. But the one thing that, I, that I'm willing to admit, I might have overlooked this. You got a Howie Roseman that took what was an absolute disaster a handful of years ago. After the Super Bowl, this team was a mess. Yes. In cap purgatory. And look what he built. In three years, he turned it around. And the bad thing is that we said it was coming as it was happening. Because Howie Roseman is really, really good at this. And Dark Soul just said, Tebow and Hurts are not equal. Come on now. It's situation. And we're coming up, you know, the draft starts in Mobile. This is Senior Bowl week. The draft's coming up. All those things. Where you go matters way more than who you are. Way more. And I think Jalen Hurts is proof positive of that. What do you mean, where you go? All right. Let me ask you a question. We feel like Joe Douglas is a – I'm going to use the Jets because the team that's the team I know the best, and they've needed a quarterback for, I don't know, so when did Reagan go out of office? It was like 88. <laughs> I think it's been about that long. If Jalen Hurts had gone to the Jets or the Bears or the, the Lions, it's a different scenario now, I get it. One of these bad teams that has historically been looking for a quarterback, the Denver Broncos. You think we'd be talking about them in the Super Bowl right now? No, because you're giving the credit to the wrong person. Howie Roseman is the is the he is the impetus of all of this. He hired Nick Sirianni. I'll be honest with you, I killed his hire because I thought it was absolutely asinine. But Nick Sirianni did one thing that I've never given him enough credit for. He hired one hell of a staff. Mm-hmm. Everybody in everywhere, Alabama wants to wants to interview a, a, an Eagles assistant coach to be their new offensive coordinator, Brian Johnson, the quarterbacks coach. There's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. And that's what I think Nick Sirianni does the best, and I don't give him enough credit for it. He's the CEO. I get irked because he's the frat boy, which is ironic because so am I. Mm-hmm. I'm also not the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm a big dumb bear that gives sports takes for three hours a day. The team plays with his attitude. They're very chippy. They talk a lot. Well, when you can back it up, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel and I feel the same way with with uh Cincinnati that I do with Philadelphia when you have a coaching staff like this when you have a scouting department like this there's really no limit to what you can do here's the bad side of this there's only about four of those in the league Philadelphia's one Baltimore Pittsburgh handful of others so yeah Jalen Hurts can win in this league and mm-hmm. that's the fate accompli that I have to give of you know what everybody says I never admit when I'm wrong I was wrong yep. Jalen Hurts is in a Super Bowl I would have bet my ability to have fun for the rest of my life that we would never have gotten here. But here we are. And you look around this roster, a lot of these guys are signed for a minute. It's not like it's going to fade off into the ether. Now, do I think this is greatly replicable? No, I don't. I think when Jalen's making 40, 45, 50 million dollars, this is going to be harder to do because that depth goes away. Absolutely. Now you need luck. You need what happened to San Francisco to not happen to you. But when you got somebody like Howie Roseman pulling the strings, yeah, you got a lot greater 
ability for bad things to happen. I think that's where we, as as football fans, we kind of miss the boat. We always talk about draft busts and how oh, this team sucks and hey, why can they never find a quarterback culture? It's mm-hmm. very easy to understand. And I want you to think about something. I, th- I was thinking about this last night after after the games and after <clears throat> enough domestic lights to probably drown a gerbil. Carson Wentz, the best he ever looked is where? Philadelphia. Philadelphia. The further away from Philadelphia he's looked, what has he done? Regressed. Mm-hmm. He's never looked like that guy again. Why? Because he had Frank Wright and uh, Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson. I, I could see his face, but I couldn't think of his name. He had those two mentoring him. They tap out. They get to a Super Bowl with Nick Foles, whose high watermark is he looks like Napoleon Dynamite. They got to a Super Bowl with that. Five years later, team is completely different. There's, what, five holdovers on the entire team? Something like that. And we're right back here in the same spot again. It ain't that hard to figure out. The one thing that doesn't change, ownership, front office. That's what doesn't change. Coaches, cyclical. Quarterbacks, reasonably cyclical. If you don't have a franchise guy. Mm -hmm. If you've got a culture, anything's possible. And as you're looking at these coaching hires and, and things like that, that's something to think about. Arizona. This is, and I just really wanted to get this in, and it really plays into what I'm getting, what, I, what I'm saying here. Arizona's coaching search has kind of looked like you're trying to gig frogs. You're, you're just shining a light and hoping something jumps. Who'd they request today? Lou Ooh. Anarumo. Oh, there you and go. And Brian Callahan. Now, I would prefer Anarumo to Callahan, but this is me. That's a guy that I think can instill a culture. So you can search for uh, who's the next coach. It's weird. You ever notice that the same teams are looking for coaches every three or four years? Yep. Pittsburgh never does that. Baltimore never does that. Mm-hmm. This is going to sound weird, but the Dallas Cowboys never do that. Now, they haven't gotten to the high peaks. San Francisco doesn't do that outside of that weird Chip Kelly thing. There's a reason for that. Because from the top down, your house is in order. And so these ancillary pieces, they can come and go. But when you've got a culture, it's shocking what you can do. And so I have to admit, I was wrong on Jalen Hurts because I undervalued Philadelphia from the top down. I would agree with you. Jalen Hurts doesn't have to be superstar guy to win with this team. Much why I believed in San Francisco as well. If Brock Purdy hadn't got hurt, obviously the rest of that game was horrific for San Francisco, and I still feel like Philadelphia would have won regardless, even if Brock Purdy was still in the game. But it would have been much closer. It would have been yeah, exactly. It wouldn't have been the thirty-one to seven blowout. It wouldn't have looked as bad as it did. But I felt like San Francisco can win with that quarterback. Having a superstar quarterback covers up a lot of ills that your that your organization can have. Covers up a lot of – I get a lot of people that ask, why do we talk so much about the draft? Because that's the foundation of your house. Yeah, because this is where it's built. It, it, How is Philadelphia – you can look at Philadelphia – frankly, you can look at the two teams that are in this. Mm-hmm. Those are two of the best drafting teams over the last five years. Absolutely. Landon Dickerson, somebody that I was dumbfounded watching him slide down draft boards. I was yesterday years old when I found out he was in the Pro Bowl. Was I shocked? Nope. Not even a little bit. He was a center. 
well, he can play guard here yeah. how because does, that's what we do. How does Philadelphia pay Jalen Hurts and make it back to a Super Bowl in another three to four years? Look at what they've been doing with their draft picks. Wait till all of these guys hit a hit a stride. Get comfortable in the in the league. See what happens then. And that's not the only team. Divine Comedy in our YouTube comment said Seattle's had three coaches this century. Yeah, they're another one. Yep. And now that started with the coach because it's possible to do that. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are doing it right now. I mean, their for- owner is a yard barker. Uh, but weird. You brought in Doug Peterson that instilled that Philadelphia culture. And weird. You went from two and fifteen to the divisional round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's why. Yeah. That's why this all matters. Seattle Seahawks had Geno Smith and made the playoffs. That's a statement in and of itself. And, and even think about Geno Smith. He played for the Jets, the Giants, and the Chargers. Three teams that are historically dumpster fires from the top down over the last 20 years. Yes. None of them can make none of them could make him work. He was a backup quarterback at best. He goes to Seattle and all of a sudden he's a pro bowler. That's not ironic. And so I want you to think about that. When 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 you go to our YouTube channel, we got mock drafts that are, well, they're <clears throat> going to be fast and furious over the next three months, early off, early and often. I want you to remember that when you tell me Will Levis can't work in the NFL. I want you to remember that when you tell me Bryce Young is too too small to play quarterback in the NFL. About half the teams in the league thought Jalen Hurts was a running back. Mm-hmm. Half the teams in the league thought Lamar Jackson was a running back. And here's Jalen Hurts, who... He's not a great thrower of the football. He's a good leader. Yep. And this team believes in him. And they're in the Super Bowl. Now, does it mean every every player uh, has a chance in the NFL just depending on if they can find the right spot to land in? I don't believe that's true. I do. You do. If you got to the NFL, you got the talent. Every guy that's get, that gets drafted can be a success depending on the where, right the, situation. where the coach is. In the right situation. the coach is. It's weird. Philadelphia Eagles have a bust rate that's about a tenth of the New York Jets. They have a bust rate that's about a tenth of the Atlanta Falcons. You know, and and a lot of that's because of the scouts. You listen to the scouts and good things happen. It's also because you've got a culture that they don't have. There's a reason that Philadelphia misses the playoffs about once every five years. There's a reason that the Jets haven't made it in 13. That's not an accident. You're in the sportsocracy, and it's ESPN Asheville. Did you know Ingalls Only sells USDA Choice and Prime cuts of meat? Our butchers cut all our meat fresh in the store every day. We'll even cut it to order just the way you like it. It's all in the bag. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. When I finally drove the old car into the grave, I knew there was only one place I was going to go. Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan. And yes, they treat you like family. I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report, so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. 
But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. The Sportsocracy. The ceiling is the roof. Let's make it happen. Let's keep moving forward. Welcome back into the Sportsocracy on an overreaction Monday after the NFC and AFC championship games. We have a Super Bowl matchup set of the Philadelphia Eagles against the Kansas City Chiefs. And part of me feels like uh, we should have the, or or I should have the uh, 30 for 30 opening here. What if I told you, what if I told you going into yesterday that Jalen Hurts was going to throw for 121 yards. Excuse, yeah, 121 yards and rush for 39 yards. Uh, What's the final score of that game? San Francisco, 78 to 4. <laughs> right. Jalen Hurts was not good yesterday. No. He was not good. I also am getting really annoyed with his squatty potty, the, the, that I stance where he squats. I, that irks me for. And yet it works. It's working for Philadelphia. And I'll give you the perfect example of why. All right, we have a, uh, a, a super chat in the comments. I'm your huckleberry. It's from Gage. It basically says, are, are Howie Roseman and DaCosta in a tier of their own? I would say no, but I want you to think about what I'm getting ready to say. This is an Eagles team in the last three years that has their, used their first-round picks on two wide receivers, and a rotational defensive tackle. One of those receivers, they took ahead of Justin Jefferson. And now he plays with Justin Jefferson in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. But what did they do? They saw a hole. They saw a problem. They saw it last year in in the playoffs against Tampa Bay. And frankly, that's what I got locked on, is I saw Jalen Hurts when he was forced to throw. Now, I'm going to level. I think that Andy Reid and Steve Spagnuolo – that's exactly what's coming. Because everybody talks about how great that Philadelphia front four is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know who's second in the NFL in sacks? It's Kansas City. Yep. You know who's first in the NFL in pressures? Yeah, it's Kansas City. This is strength on strength. And these teams are built very similarly. Mm-hmm. But they saw a problem. We made a mistake with Jalen Rager. We are going to prop up Jalen Hurts. And that's going to be our path to the Super Bowl. I thought it was delusional, to be honest with you. I mean, and, and I'm not saying I didn't think this team was going to be good. I mean, frankly, we talked in the preseason. I'm not sure who they're going to lose to. Right. Because the schedule was god-awful. But you found a way to take your deficiency, which has been drafting receivers. Other than Devontae Smith, they haven't been particularly good at that. And you can go all the way back to J.J. Artega Whiteside. And I missed that one. I love that kid so much. And now, he's a tight end. Either who. They saw the one thing that they didn't really do well. Corner. I could argue the same thing. You traded for Darius Slate. You signed James Bradbury off the free agent pile. Mm-hmm. We don't do that well. So we're going to go get a known quantity. I know what that will, I know what that guy will be in our system. And you move on from there. And that's a, that is a brilliant way to go about building a roster. It's not an accident this team has now been here two times in five years. No. 
it's a different cast of characters, save for, like you said, six dudes. One guy we haven't mentioned today that I feel like we need to is Hassan Reddick. Uh, Hassan Reddick is a bad, bad, he, bad man. a dog. Uh, and he should, I mean, I feel like he should be paying some kind of uh, like alimony to Mike McGlinchey for how much money he cost him last night. <laughs> 100%. I feel like you should take $500 out of your check and send it to Mike McGlinchey every week because uh, that hurt. It's not gonna, He's a free agent. It's not going to come that easy against the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line. I know that. But he is he is a major, major X factor for this upcoming Super Bowl. Well, I mean, and that's another part of this. Of, uh, I've never understood why why mediocre teams can't figure that out. I mean, I'll, I'll give you a guy that he didn't necessarily play a, a huge role in yesterday, but he kind of did. Not not in a way that we talked about, in Dominican Sue. Mm-hmm. It's a veteran guy. Is he the player that he was 10 years ago? Oh, good Lord, no. No. But he can come in and play rotationally because Philadelphia had one great big problem early in the season. They got bled like a catfish against teams that ran the ball. Mm-hmm. So what'd they do? Oh, let's just uh, let's go to the old shed. Let's grab some old uh, old putty. Let's, and let's fill that hole. Yeah, let's go get some big boys. And, and you did it with Indomitian Sue. You did it with Linville Lin- Joseph. Lin- Joseph. Mm-hmm. Weird. And, and yet it's I, I watch teams every single year that have these problems, and they just go. What to do? Kansas City didn't do that. No, Kansas City needed uh, another electric weapon. They gave up uh, fourteen cents for Kadarius Tony. Yes, I know he got hurt last night. He also had a shot play in the end zone that, if he doesn't drop it, is a touchdown. Yep. In a game that didn't score nearly as many points as we thought it would. And that could have been a difference maker. Could have been. It could have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gage in our YouTube uh, comments I'm your said Riddick's the uh, the best free agent signing of the offseason. I, 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 I can't disagree. I, was, I wanted to. I actually took the deep breath in to say I would have him in the top three. And then, I mean, DJ Reed, but that team's been home for three weeks. Right. So, I mean, he's certainly, if he's not one, yeah. I would struggle to believe he's any lower than two. Yeah, off the top of my head, I can't. I can't think of one better immediately. I said it when they signed him. I that I thought that was a hell of a move. He is a hell of a chess piece to have with that defense, all of those pieces that they can throw at you. Kansas City is they're in trouble. They are in trouble. I don't think they are. Oh yeah. I don't think they are. Uh Kansas City was given Kansas City was given that one thing that you never want to give an angry dog. And that's something to be mad at. And if you don't believe me, listen to what every one of them said as soon as the microphone went in front of them. Mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey, he really enjoyed tra- trolling that Cincinnati mayor, didn't he? Absolutely. There's So there, it's the line that I said to Tank before he <clears throat> just choked away, beat the Chief. And then, oh, by the way, we hadn't mentioned this an hour and a half in. I've already clinched. I cannot be beaten in beat the Chief. That's not true. That is true. I, I gained had the Chiefs. a game on you yesterday. Uh, you gained, but you didn't have the Chiefs. You had the Bengals. So you lost that one to me. You got Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. I can still That's tie a split. you. No, you can't because you're two games behind me. So unless you're going to make up to in the Super Bowl, which I don't know how you're going to do, mm. bye-bye. Oh, I guess. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that'll be a clean sweep for me <laughs> in beat the everybody. 
Oh, we're not doing prop bets. We're not. Oh no, we can still do, do prop bets. I'm just I, you're just claiming victory. I am. I have claimed the victory, and now since that's no longer in reach, we'll uh, you know we'll build another contest. Ah, for, ah. you know, just so, so Jeremy can win twice. Oh, well, I mean, Jeremy's already won twice. If we're just picking games, which is what beats the chief <laughs> is. There's no catching me. I even tried to give you over unders, and we uh, yeah, we went in the same direction. Yeah. By the way, okay. if you're if you're an under better, you uh, on uh, Philadelphia and San Francisco yesterday, you should thank your high holy stars that just a few things didn't happen, or that would have been a whole different ball game. Hundred percent. And one final thought that I just thought about when when I was looking at Son Reddick's name, mm-hmm. he's a perfect example of this too. He was in Arizona, thought to be kind of a draft bust. Goes to Carolina, they figure out how to use him a little bit. And they don't pay him. Mm-hmm. And Philadelphia swoops in and goes, we will. We'll get the most out of him. The Arizona Cardinals are officially the minor league system of the Philadelphia Eagles and, and the rest of the smart teams in the NFL. And for that, we thank you. You're in the sportocracy here on ESPN Asheville. When we come back from the break, we'll get weird. Make 2023 the year that you change your life and you win that battle with your weight problem. It can happen for you. I I mean, I've said this time and time again in my life. I'm going to do better this year. I'm going to lose the weight. 2022, that was the year for me. The PhD weight loss program helped me lose more than 90 pounds last year. PhD is the way to go. Many people in the new year say, new year, new me. The only problem is that they use a lot of the same tendencies, which leads to new year, same you. Sometimes you need a little help, and that's what PhD gives you. They give you plenty of the food. They give you the, all the direction, all the guidance. If it works for a guy like me that was as lazy with my food choices as I was, it will work for you. PhD weight loss. I lived all of my adult life around the 300-pound mark, and now I'm down around 200 pounds, and I feel infinitely better, as you can imagine. Go to myphdweightloss.com today. It's myphdweightloss.com. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. On the weird scale, there's Vegas... There's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. Jeremy just loves it when animals uh, show off their skills that we never knew that they had. Hashtag birds aren't real. (laughs) Over the last three years of doing this program, Jeremy has uh, obviously gone on and on and on about how much he hates birds because uh, birds aren't real flying varmint they're, they're drones uh government surveillance drones yeah, yeah. that's how your alexa works <laughs> it's the birds uh squirrels he's definitely afraid of squirrels those are tailed varmints especially flying squirrels uh those are flying tailed varmints mm-hmm. um snakes is another one those are slithering varmints yes uh and 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 we had the story of the flying snake out so remember the snake that's just terrifying there's a snake i can't remember where it's south america or something that it can go flat and it can like hover between trees 
Well, here comes another story that will haunt Jeremy's nightmares. This is a flying clown. I swear to God, I'm going home. It's not a flying clown. Not a flying clown. This is a uh, a, a viral video from Australia where they have obviously some of the most terrifying animals on the planet. Australia is a place that I would go and just hide in the hotel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. V- you know, venomous uh, uh, spiders and snakes and, 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 and all of that. Well, apparently one of the more common venomous snakes are just referred to in Australia as brown snakes. Uh, because, I mean, we have, like, just black snakes, but those can't kill you. In Australia, they're so used to animals being able to kill you that they're just like, ah, that's just a brown snake. You might want to stay away, but it'll be okay. This video, though, shows a snake on the roof of a house. And the snake comes off the gutter, and it stretches out its body length and just kind of hangs there for a second. And then all of a sudden, the thing arches up, recoils, and springs about six good feet. I did not know that snakes can jump. And that is now something that I'll never be able to unsee. I often comment that our stories in this segment, even though we don't discuss them beforehand, often have very similar tenets. And my story is also from Australia, and it's also how terrifying that country actually is. <laughs> a mining corporation apologized for losing a highly radioactive capsule over a an 870-mile stretch of West, Western Australia. Mm. This thing is 8 millimeters by 6 millimeters. And apparently... It was part of a device that fell off a truck that was being transported or, or that was transporting it between a desert mine site and the city of Perth on January 10th. So they've apologized for losing this thing. Here's the the terrifying part. They haven't found it. I don't know where it is. It doesn't have a sensor. It doesn't have a beacon. I mean, you can find your iPhone on your computer, but apparently this thing that can kill you, they didn't feel the urge to put a tracker on that, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. It is a uh, Casium-137 ceramic source. It's used in radiation gauges. It emits uh, a dangerous amount of radiation that is equivalent to receiving 10 x-rays in an hour. Yikes. Uh, it can cause skin burns, and prolonged exposure could cause cancer. And would you like to guess what their what their biggest fear is right now? It's so small that it could become lodged in your car tire. So it could be anywhere. Oh, hey, it could just hey, somebody could have picked it up on their tire. Hey, who knows? Maybe you get on a ferry. Maybe you send your car anywhere. Frankly, we're playing where in the world is Carbon San Diego with a nuclear reactor core thing. I don't know how many times we have to do things like this for me to continue uttering the phrase, the nine scariest words in the English language are I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Wow. Stop doing weird things with things that can kill people. <laughs> that didn't need to be transported anywhere. And you lost Leave it. Leave it where it is. And it could be stuck in somebody's tire tread. Could be. Could be on one of those flying hoppy snakes you were talking about. Who knows? Maybe the snake gets it. Maybe all of a sudden we got somebody to fight Batman. I don't know. The hoppy snake. I like that. It's a terrifying world. And we got to give give some points here. 
to Tom Dennison because we all know that the most terrifying animal from Australia is Jordan Mylotta. Also a great singer. He is. He is that. Like outrageously good. Mm -hmm. And the Kansas City Chiefs are about to find out in the Super Bowl. I feel like we're going to be on opposite sides of this. You've already stated your claim and I've already got mine. Yeah, 100%. But, but, just because we're going into the Super Bowl, it doesn't mean the rest of the league shut down because our favorite little, uh, little, little story generator just gave us another one. The Dallas Cowboys. They parted ways with Kellen Moore last night. Yes, it was one did. of those little little buried story. Hey, we'll do this at a weird time when you're focused on other things. And now he's the new offensive coordinator of the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers side of this is pretty easy to figure out. Mm-hmm. Kellen Moore is a good offensive mind. But from what I have been told, here's how this came about. He was a finalist for the Panthers job. The thing that was unsettling was, well, you had Jason Garrett, you had Mike McCarthy. How much of this are you hands-on doing? That's kind of hard to quantify because you've got an offensive mind in Mike McCarthy. Well, apparently, Kellen Moore looked at it and went, cool, I can completely get rid of that objection uh, because I want to go somewhere else. They agreed to allow him to interview for the Chargers before he was not given the job with the Panthers. Mm -hmm. They were totally fine with Kellen Moore just walking away to allow Mike McCarthy to call plays. Oh, oh, Dallas. Never change. Because this has has bad news bears written all over it. I mean, do you agree? I absolutely agree. So, all right, I'm going conspiracy theory. So I, I want to hear what your thought was and see if we're on the same page. On what, Mike? Uh, on how Mike this McCarthy happens. taking over? All right, Kellen Moore is like the, the golden child that mm-hmm. that Jarrah just loves. So how do you let him get out of the building? To, 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 for a lateral movement, you could have blocked this if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to. Why? Now, see, I, I don't know. I don't know oh, why. I have a, oh, I have a great idea of why. I don't know why you would do that. Oh, I can tell you exactly why you would do that. Other than Mike McCarthy was the one standing there saying, I want to take over. Yeah, I have a little bit different of a conspiracy theory than okay. that. Who's there left to blame? I think Jerry. if Jerry Jones had his druthers, he would fire Mike McCarthy right now. But he's, so, he's loyal to a fault. Okay. Ezekiel Elliott is a perfect example of this. You could save a ton of money just by casting him asunder, mm-hmm. and he won't do it because that's a member of the family. He's one of our guys. He is a below-average running back in this league right now. But Jerry can't bring himself to, to, to be disloyal. There's now no one left for you to blame. If the offense, Dak Prescott, knocks you out of the playoffs again, you don't have anywhere to turn. The buck begins and ends with Mike McCarthy. Mm-hmm. And so this is your chance. I almost feel like this is a trial of maybe there was some dissension between Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy. I don't know. I have not heard any reports of that. Can't tell you it didn't happen. But I have a feeling in the exit interviews, Kellen Moore went, I, I'm, I, I need an opportunity. Because if you noticed, he was really popular two hiring cycles ago. Yes. 
He was nominally popular this time. He interviewed for a couple, was a finalist for the Panthers. Mm -hmm. Didn't get the job. He knows to get to the next level, I've got to do something that is me. Me by myself. Because you'll keep, this is the Eric Bieniemy rule all over again. As long as I'm under the thumb of Andy Reid, I'm never going to get the credit for this. That's why Eric Bieniemy was willing to talk to the Jets, still a finalist for the Titans, still a finalist for the Ravens. Because he knows, until it's me all by myself, I'm never going to get the credit for it. Because I have this offensive mind saying that with Mike McCarthy not Andy Reid mm -hmm. I'm not going to get the I'm not going to get my flowers so here's how I think this goes and this gets a, this, this gets super conspiracy theory okay who were the two teams that we heard Sean Payton was interested in coaching the Los Angeles Chargers correct and the Dallas, Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys yeah I almost feel like this was Jerry Jones going, you know what? If you burn me again, I can go get my guy, my original guy, the guy I've always wanted, Sean Payton. Because I feel like Kellen Moore would not have taken the Chargers job if he didn't have some security with Brandon Staley. Okay. Because then, is that not a weird move? I mean, this guy that's been second in the NFL in points scored two years in a row. And then you take the Chargers job where Brandon Staley's got one foot in the grave and one foot on a banana peel. So that either means he was told, well, if Staley gets axed halfway through the year, you're the guy. He was number two in points this past year? That was the that was the stat I heard earlier. Let me That can't be true. They scored a lot of points. They scored a lot of points. Well, down toward the uh to me, down toward the end of the season, that did not look like something that I would hang my hat on. That's why I was confused partially. With the Kellen Moore as a finalist for the Panthers head coaching job. Like, really? I mean, I don't know. I just don't feel like that Dallas offense was all that much to write home about this year. I I don't really agree with you. I, I Look, I feel like Kellen Moore gets <sighs> – Kellen Moore gets dinged for things, in my opinion, that are not really his fault. What's he supposed to do? Well, obviously, you can't like pin Dak Prescott's in interceptions and poor play on him. Yeah, I mean, and, and I get—I think that's where he's at. Is all right. I can go to L.A. if I do anything with L.A., I'm going to get the credit. Mm -hmm. And if Staley has some more questionable decisions, and they let him go mid-season, I'm the guy. And so for me, that's almost a win-win-win, and I get away from Dak. But then I'm looking at the Jerry part of this. Of why would you do this? That to me, this almost feels like you know where you're at. He has no intention of hiring him. He has no intention of making Kellen Moore the the head coach. If he did, if he was gonna, he'd already done it. I think. So when exactly would you have done that? Uh, yes. By the way, at points they were second last year. They were fifth this year. Fifth this. The year. stat that was so that was it was actually an analytic. It was the. Um, team offensive ranking so the the pff analytical offensive ranking is what they were second in. oh but they were second in points last year they were fifth this year interesting i mean in, in the four years that kellen moore's been the oc they've never been lower than sixth mm -hmm. and the one that they were was the year that Dak got hurt i, I don't feel like that's kellen moore's fault and, and to me this is it was weird timing it was weird when it came out I mean, this came out in the middle of the night game last night. That's odd timing. 
I, I, you have a term for that. The, 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 uh, when it's a document dump. Yeah. It's yeah a you document put something dump. out there because yeah. you don't want people to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. You, everybody's all focused on something else. You're going to drop the news on, at, at, you know, six o'clock on a Friday evening. So nobody is, is there to talk about it all day the next day in the media cycles. Because people don't pay as much attention to the to the news programs and such over the weekend other than, like, the Sunday shows. And I don't even know if anybody ever watches those anymore. But, yeah, it's a, it's a document dump. Everybody's focused on the AFC championship game. Oh, here we go. Kellen Moore. Yeah, he's, Kellen Moore will not be retained by the Dallas Cowboys. Let's just chuck it out there. You can talk about it for a minute, and then we're on to bigger things. Mm-hmm. And so it almost gets buried. But here's the thing I don't – this is the part I can't wrap my head around with Dallas. All right, so let's say that you're right, and he had no intention of hiring Kellen Moore as the coach. And if if things start off rocky next year with Mike McCarthy and you fire him, then Dan Quinn would be the guy because he's coming back, and Dan Quinn's a Dallas guy. He's got unfinished business. Okay, mm-hmm. what do you do with the offense? There's nobody left. Right, if you fire Mike McCarthy, now he is the czar of the offense. That's the part of this that doesn't make any sense to me. If you're Jerry, this was your guy. And now you're just going to let him walk away on a on a lateral movement. That's bizarre to me. Yeah, but also, I mean, so you're saying fire Mike McCarthy midseason next year? What happens? Well, because what you said was he has no intention of making him the coach long term. Mm-hmm. That doesn't explain why you just let him go on a lateral movement. You could have blocked this from happening, and you didn't do it. So that means either you're blaming Kellen Moore, which to me is a level of stupid that I can't wrap my brain around, or there's something bigger at work here. I think I, part of me thinks it's all part of the, it's all part of the plan. Hit oh. your button. It's all part of the plan. Because now with Mike McCarthy taking over the play calling and all of the offensive mind, if you don't get it done next year, you're right. There is nobody else left to blame. Uh, and, and so this the, gives Jerry full carte blanche to just <laughs> cut him. Mike McCarthy gone, fired. We'll restart, and and that's weird for a team that's. I mean, I'm not saying I came around on Dallas. I think they're the fourth, fifth best team in the in the NFC, and that's where you're going to be. But I I feel like you just threw the. I feel like the the plane is sputtering. All right, I'm, I'm not saying you're in a full tailspin. I'm not saying the, the the engine went out. You know that there is a possibility that this is going to end very badly. You got some turbulence. And you just threw the parachute out the window. I feel like Kellen Moore would have been the parachute here to, all right, halfway through the year, let's say you start three and four, whatever. And you bring, Dan, you promote Dan Quinn, you still got Kellen Moore on the offense. Now there is no parachute whatsoever. No. If this starts badly, it's going to end badly. Is da- is Jerry going to fire a coach midseason? Does he have a history of doing that? No. Exactly. No. So but, but, you're already that- committed to Mike McCarthy for next year. If it doesn't work next year, I'm done. And I know Sean's out there because he's that's already said he's not taking another well, job. Well, and that's something I never really thought of because, no, he's never fired a coach midseason that I can – I don't remember him ever doing it. I can't say it's never happened, but I don't think it has. I don't think so. I, I hadn't thought of that. Okay. So All right, I guess that makes it make slightly more sense. But it's, yeah. just, it's just weird to me that Kellen Moore is – he's always been a guy that when I talk to people in the NFL, they think higher of him than than – the public narrative seems to be Mm -hmm. and he was always jerry's guy like this is somebody that he just really cares about and so is it 
I, you need to move on to get the recognition and you're that loyal because now you're loyal to a stupid fault because you have no, there's no golden parachute coming here. If Mike McCarthy crashes this into, into the rocks, it's going to crash into the rocks and next year will be a lost year. And Jerry's in his eighties. Mm-hmm. That seems like a very aggressive all in move to me, but that's where they're at. That's where Jerry's at. He, he knows how old he is. He knows he doesn't have very many years left, and it's it, it's got to come. Like you got to pay the piper at some point. We got to take that shot, and if we can't get it done next year, then I got to blow it up. Not saying to blow up the roster, but blow up the coaching staff. See, to me, that just feels like you're 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 throwing a year away. That's what it feels like to make. I mean, I know what Mike McCarthy are is. they a Super Bowl team next year with Kellen Moore still as the OC. No, but I'll say they would have been better offensively. I know what Mike McCarthy is. Mike McCarthy with Aaron Rodgers looked like he had fallen out of 2004. Absolutely. And so now you think that's going to get better with a lesser quarterback, lesser weapons outside of CeeDee Lamb. I I just, it's very delusional to me. But as I say that, I realize I'm talking about Jerry Jones and it's, it fits perfectly you are in the sportsocracy here on espn Asheville. at ingles whether we're celebrating friday night rivals televising college basketball games bringing the fan fest to semi-pro soccer or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park it's all in the bag ingles low prices love the savings Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. Running a small business is no small task. At Home Trust Bank, we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring. Your dreams are our business, and we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future. Dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate. At Home Trust Bank, we take your small business banking personally. Visit your local Home Trust branch or anytime at htb.com. Member FDIC. It is the Sportsocracy, and we are back at the Ingalls studio on ESPN Asheville Sports Center update coming up in just a few moments here. And then we will have our daily draft stock up, stock down I'll from give the you, weekend. I'll give you a hint. Uh, it shouldn't be hard to figure out what our first round picks are. Uh, but this is a perfect time to announce that for the Super Bowl, we'll be at the Village Porch, 41 North Merriman Avenue, and we're taking a, we're doing a whole bar takeover. I got my own beverage named after me, which I'm very excited about personally. What is it? The mullet maker? The mullet maker. I'm very, uh, very excited about that. If you know what a boiler maker is, you can probably assume if you've listened to this show, the domestic light fireball. There you go. <laughs> Don't know that I would combine them. That's a bold strategy. But you're gonna. I probably. I'll probably try it and then go, oh, why would I do that? Just separate. Separate's fine. Uh, we'll have giveaways, all kinds of things. We've got coolers, tents, all kinds of great things to give away. Uh, so feel free. we want you to join us for the Super Bowl. I'll be there all day. 
Might even be out in the backyard just chucking football around. Who knows? So excited. I'll have more details as the week goes on. Yeah. Uh, of course, Super Bowl coming up on February the 12th, and we will be at the Village Porch address. 41 North Merriman Avenue. we got a Sports Center update coming up. Then we'll do the Daily Draft next. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Welcome back into the Sportsocracy, live in the Ingalls studio on ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. And, of course, you can hear the Sportsocracy everywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. You can also see us live for free on YouTube. Just go to thesportocracy.com, click that live video link in the middle of the screen, and subscribe to the channel while you're there so you can join us in the chat. Super Bowl matchup is set. Kansas City and Philadelphia. It is the top of the third hour of the program here on a Monday. And just like every Monday, stock up, stock down is the daily draft today. So, who's got first pick, Jeremy? That would be I, and mine is not that hard to figure out. Okay. It is old. If you've listened to the show, you know one of my favorite shows of all time is the ranch so i'm going old old rooster himself brock purdy brock purdy nobody hurt themselves more for next year than brock purdy did and i'm not telling you it's his fault it's not Mm -hmm. he got hurt that's as you do i feel like you cannot tap on tap out on trey lance after this you can't Especially not from what for what I've heard the the value would be. Mm-hmm. Now, if somebody wants to give you what you gave up for him, okay, now deal. we can talk. Yeah, that's not going to happen. No. So now I feel like San Francisco has to go into next year with what this feels like a broken record of. Well, we have two quarterbacks and we don't know which one the guy is. I still feel I have not seen anything from Trey Lance that really changes what I thought about him coming out. Mm -hmm. There are going to be some growing pains. The high side is still so much higher with Trey Lance than it is with Brock Purdy. Everything I said when he came out has not changed. He started a lot of games. I think he'll be a high-value backup. But I want you – and I I thought about this as I was on Twitter talking about uh, your reigning national championship quarterback Stetson Bennett and his – proclivities you know since he decided not to go to the senior bowl and instead decided i'm just gonna go get domestic lighted up absolutely go knock on doors in dallas because that's what you do it's really any difference between two of them between brock and stetson Mm -hmm. not really there you go this is a replacement level quarterback does he fit the system do they like him in san francisco absolutely they're not invested in him at all Mm mm-hmm and it was a it was a good story, but this is what I was trying to tell you when, when you're saying, "Oh, he should be in the rookie of the year discussion." No, he shouldn't. If he should, Kenny Pickett should, because frankly, Kenny Pickett was better, just not on nearly as good a team. Mm-hmm. 
So I, I don't think anybody costs themselves more opportunity, more doubloons, more anything than Brock Purdy because now I look at him the same way I did eight weeks ago. I mean, do you? No, I don't. So, so I have, all right. So, so paint me this word picture. Yep. I'm San Francisco. I I have a a very good roster. Jimmy Garoppolo's gonna be gone. He's a free agent. There's nothing I can do about that, and I cannot ride that uh, again. Yeah, I'm not spending money on him. Sell me on Brock Purdy is my is my future in any way because that's what we thought. If he'd mm-hmm. won yesterday, there's no doubt. Six and one. That's that. That's all the explanation that I feel like I need. He was six and one as a starter, won a playoff game, and the one the one game that he lost that he started, he got knocked out in the first quarter. And I guess here would be my argument to that. All right, so yeah, he was six and one. Uh, he played in a he played in a seventh game. You beat the Dolphins, the Buccaneers, the Seahawks, Commanders, Raiders, Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. You beat Seattle in, in a in a playoff game in which you were very good against a not very good defense and you beat dallas in a game that had damn near nothing to do with you that's what you're selling me i'm a super bowl contender and you're selling me on the guy that can beat bad teams oh if brock purdy doesn't and and, and, and and even on top of that now you're gonna sell me on that two years after you sold me just giving up a haul to go get Mm -hmm. trey lance Mm -hmm. and now i'm supposed to throw that baby out with the bathwater? no no i'm i'm not on that bandwagon okay uh, bright go ahead brock purdy needs to be on this roster agree he's not going anywhere he's the cheapest quarterback in the nfl he needs to have a shot at this job which i feel like he's gonna I feel like they're going to have a competition in camp. It may start out with Trey Lance way up here and Brock Purdy way down here. Like, he was solid filling in last year, but we got, we've we got the guy. We've got the guy who can be our franchise quarterback. But what happens if Trey doesn't pan out? What if he keeps playing like he played the four games that we've seen him in or whatever it's been? Well, there, I mean, there's no doubt he's going to be on the roster. I just – how much would Brock Purdy have to outplay Trey Lance to get this job? I, you'd have to obliterate him. If it's even close, it's Trey Lance. Maybe. You gave up you got three so high-value yeah. draft picks you to get him. You got so much invested in him. I get it. And, and and he let you down when you needed him. Mm-hmm. Twice. I mean, he's, he's not going to get the flag for it against Dallas. He was awful against Dallas. Uh, point blank, he was awful against mm-hmm. Dallas. And so in the two biggest games of the year, and I could argue in the only two games all year that you played a good team, the I mean, the only playoff teams you beat were Seattle twice and Dallas, and you had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling you he's not going to get a shot. You're going to have to be superhuman to beat out Trey Lance. Yeah. Is Brock Purdy a superstar quarterback? No. And I don't think there's any bu- – Anybody with an IQ above salad dressing, as Jeremy likes to say, is going to try to convince you that he is a superstar and next greatest quarterback of all time. You know what I say? What? Stetson Bennett, Brock Purdy, Colt McCoy, Case Keenum. Mm -hmm. I feel like I can replace this quarterback anywhere I want to. And I, and then I look at Trey Lance and go, will there be growing pains? Your high side 
is exponentially higher than Brock Purdy's. Mm -hmm. Because even in the few snaps he took, he looked little. And he looked scared. And he had happy feet. And he did the same thing against Dallas. Mm -hmm. And those two games have completely soured me. Worthwhile, lifelong backup. Yep, it, You're never more than that. Yep. It comes with, uh, you know, all of that you talked about comes with experience. And the kid had seven total starts this season. And, so, and, uh, and, and, and see, that's the thing. I, I, I will give you the chance. It, it's one thing to give a Geno Smith a chance on a Seattle roster that had zero expectation. Mm-hmm. This team has been the favorite in the NFC for five years. You are not winning a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy. Period. This is not even Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is a sub is a just superhuman athlete that can do a lot of things. Brock Purdy is a marginal athlete with a marginal arm in a in a prolific offense with a lot of weapons. I cannot sell that to a fan base that is just dying for a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And Lisa was in our YouTube chat last night, just like I, I this is pain. This is just pain. <laughs> And that's all it is is pain. It was. It was very painful to watch. There's no doubt. No doubt. It's our resident 49ers fan. Uh, her and her husband, Christian. So, I, I just – I can't see it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you sell it. All right. Uh, my first stock up, stock down. I hate to do this. I hate to pile on. But, I mean, it. it's kind of deserved. It's Joseph Asai. Oh, I hate this pick. I hate this pick more than anything you've said in this – Go ahead. I'm going to crush this in a second. <laughs> uh, I mean, the guy the, the, the guy made a major mistake. He made a major mistake that cost his team the game. Would Did they still have time to run another play and get into field goal range? Sure. Yes. Sure they did. Is it guaranteed that they were going to? No. It's not. Yes. No, it's uh, not. History tells me yes. Stop. Every Every chance Patrick Mahomes has had to make a comeback in a game, he's done it uh in the playoffs yeah pretty much uh, about every shot he's ever really legitimately had yeah especially when he's on the 47 yard line uh and i gotta get 12 yards yeah mm-hmm. i think he'd have done it this is something that joseph asai will will never live down this is his frank clark moment which just may, it just infuriates me to no end because he had played so well he was such an integral part of this defense and the only thing anybody's going to remember is one mistake on the sideline that i've seen 200 other defenders make absolutely the fact he had to sit in front of the media and have bj hill basically be the media bouncer for him is one of the more repulsive things i've ever seen i get you have to ask the question Mm -hmm. i get it give the kid credit for he was absolutely a force in this game and this this is what makes me this this is what absolutely infuriates me about the way we media in this country nobody will ever talk about everything else he did because i'll go ahead and tell you he was about the only player that could get pressure on on pat mahomes Mm -hmm. if it's not for joseph asai that play doesn't matter because trey hendrickson was borderline irrelevant sam hubbard had been borderline irrelevant you know his name i heard more than anybody's the entire night joseph asai Mm -hmm. and this is the one thing you remember because the kid made a mistake yep I hate that pick more than anything you have ever said on the show. <laughs> it's obvious though, because it's the it's the it, it's the it's the biggest play. It's the biggest play from yesterday. Uh, okay, then your next pick should be the punter. 
uh, because the punter's the one that flattened out a punt, had his worst day of the year, 100%. and gave one to Sky Moore. Mm-hmm. If you could even tell me his name, I'd be shocked. Funny. Funny you mentioned that because my next stock up, stock down is a stock up, and it's for Sky Moore because I don't feel like he's getting enough credit. I get it. Patrick Mahomes leads the drive. We're, we all love Patrick Mahomes on the one foot. It's all great and wonderful. We expect that out of him. Sky Moore is a guy that he started returning punts earlier in the season. Had never done it before. And, and they, it was awful at it. And they made him stop. They were like, okay, screw you. We're, we're not doing this anymore. You keep dropping them. You keep putting us in bad positions. He came into yesterday as the fifth guy on the punt return list. And then everybody in front of him got hurt. All of them. So it came down to Sky Moore having to rely on the coaching that he's gotten from his special teams coordinator because they still worked with him all season trying to get him better. And what did he do? He returned that thing, what was it, 27, 29 yards, something like that? 29-yard return when it was all on the line and you had to put your team in, in, in striking distance. And he did. He found a seam up the sideline, went 29 yards, did his job, moving on from a guy who was kicked off of the punt return team to making the biggest play of the season was great. Yeah. I hate that Joseph Asai pick so much. That, and I'll give you credit for Scott Moore. It was a good return. It was also a really flat punt. Um, I, I feel like this one is a layup. This was I almost took this one. I stocked down. It's NFL officiating. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to go from what you did in the divisional round, where we lauded you for using the sky judge and, and making sure that you were not the discussion somehow in one game that was an absolute annihilation and another that was it wasn't the shootout we expected but it was phenomenal still somehow we're talking about you today that is the one thing you had to avoid was being the narrative and yet here you are Mm -hmm. for the umpteenth thousandth time it's just a joke Time for a commercial. Regroup. I don't know that I have to regroup because you didn't take either of the two. I wasn't taking either of the ones you had. Matter of fact, you knocked one off because I was going to crucify media for what they did to Joseph Asai. (laughs) You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Did you know Ingalls only sells USDA choice and prime cuts of meat? Our butchers cut all our meat fresh in the store every day. We'll even cut it to order just the way you like it. It's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. 
Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. It is the Sportsocracy, and we are back in the Ingalls studio. Midst of the Daily Draft here. Number one pick of the Daily Draft. Stock up, stock down from the AFC-NFC championship games. Jeremy went with Brock Purdy. Stock down. Uh, torn UCL, by the way. Yeah, Six-month uh, recovery. Time. Yeah, he's going to need surgery. It's a complete UCL tear. By the way, that changes absolutely nothing that I said. Yeah, I just... I, can't see condemning a, condemning a kid. It's not condemning him. For it's, that. You had a franchise quarterback. He was an admirable fill-in. This is the Steve Wilkes argument all over again. It is adorable that that and very admirable that you came in and filled in and things went reasonably hunky-dunky. It does not mean you're the right choice in the long term. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first pick was stock down for Joseph Asai because he committed a penalty that no one will ever forget. He'll be saddled with that forever now. And then I went with Sky Moore, stock up for the punt return that put the Kansas City Chiefs in striking distance there with uh, 40 seconds to go in the ball game. And then ultimately coming up with the win. And then, Jeremy, your next stock down was the NFL officiating. Yeah, you can't be the narrative today. And yet, they are. Uh, my next one is a stock up. And it's somebody that we've barely talked about today. And he is the only reason that this second game was even competitive. It's Joe Burrow. You were harassed. Your offensive line was as bad as I've seen it. And yet, three of their five sacks were in a row. Mm -hmm. Outside of that, there are only two more the rest of the game. And that's all on Joe. If it's not for Joe Burrow, I'm going to be honest with you, Kansas City thoroughly outplayed Cincinnati. And yet, you still had a chance to win. In spite of the fact you couldn't run to save your life. Do you know who the leading rusher for the Bengals last night was? Samaj Piran. Incorrect. Joe Mixon. Incorrect. Was it Joe Burrow? It was Joe Burrow. Nice. They did nothing on the ground. Nothing. And yet Joe willed them. That defense, look, there's 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 plenty of compliments. I mean, you held Pat Mahomes. I understand he's on one foot. I get it. You held him to 23 points. Mm-hmm. It was an admirable uh, effort by Cincinnati. And and Joe Burrow, to me, is a stock up. And, and there's not much further up for him to go. And yet I still think he did. All right, my next one's going to be uh, a stock down. And I'm going to go with Kyle. Kyle Shanahan. He was my four. Because you just you just can't let the non-catch catch stand. That early in the game, knowing that these are two, you know, knowing what defense you're facing. I mean, you basically handed them a touchdown. Yeah, and knowing that you're limited, you cannot give up points. I get all of the Well, they weren't limited at that point. That was the first draft of the game. Yeah, but you're still limited. 
right? Well, I mean, not and not how you went into this game. Yeah, it's oh, it's 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 the rooster. It's old Brock Purdy. No, you cannot. And and to me, I've gone back and watched this play probably ten times. Mm-hmm. I can't because Kyle Shannon's standing right there. I cannot figure out how you look at at Hafanga, who is going. That ball's on the ground. You can read his lips. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the ball on the ground. Meanwhile, Devontae Smith's getting up, banging his fist together, which I guess is Philadelphia's, hey, we really need this to not be reviewed. And here's the part people seem to be forgetting. That was fourth down, mm-hmm. which was a horrid call, but worked out. Yeah. Rather be lucky than good. That's yeah. something Gage Camplin said in our YouTube uh, stream yesterday. But as you said, Brock Purdy did not have a great game against the Dallas Cowboys. No, he didn't. So you know, you know that you're limited in that in that regard, and yet you just let it go. You let. Oh, them... I don't want to lose the timeout. Well, that touchdown was a lot more important Absolutely. than that timeout. Absolutely. And then you had to call another one of those in the second half because Josh Johnson couldn't get the play called. Right. And would the game have gone any differently? probably no. not the, out- no. the outcome probably would not have been any different but you would look like much less of a, a dunce today than you do a dunce T- to me kyle shanahan looks like a moron mm-hmm. today I and mean, that's me being about as nice about this as i can you went into a playoff game I, and i get that you've had bad scenarios and all that I, I get that the fact that you could watch josh johnson and his command of this team and go yeah that's our backup uh yeah that's a bad look mm-hmm I get you can't plan for injuries, but you can have a contingency plan. And if that was your contingency, was every other quarterback dead? Uh, Did we have a plane that disappeared over the Atlantic Ocean that had every other quarterback on it? Because that's the only explanation I have of how Josh Johnson ended ended up in that game. Yeah, I have no idea. There was a point in the season where you were okay with Josh Johnson being the backup, but you should have known. You should have known he was not ready. For prime time. Well, I mean, and every every quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers is cursed to be hurt at some point. Mm-hmm. So, it was it was a bad day for Kyle Shanahan. It was. It was a it was a very bad day for Kyle Shanahan. Um, I mentioned this guy earlier in the program, and I feel like he, we need to mention him again. It's a stock up for Hassan Reddick, the former Arizona Cardinal, former Carolina Panther, and just a beast with the Philadelphia Eagles. He had two huge plays in that game, forcing turnovers, putting pressure on the quarterback. I just feel like he doesn't uh, he he hasn't gotten his due from the media today. So second time I've now shouted out Hassan Reddick. Uh, my next one is another stock up, and it's Nick Sirianni. Look, I, I understand you have two really great coordinators. I understand that you were handed – a golden ticket with Josh Johnson. I get that. You also figured out very early, deflate the ball. Because the only way that they're going to beat us is if we give that defense the opportunity to beat us. Yes, And they absolutely bludgeoned San Francisco's defense. I've heard this all day. I stopped and got a sandwich for lunch. And the guy that made my sandwich looked at me and I was wearing my Jets hoodie. So we started talking about football. We started talking about Philadelphia. And it, well, but Jalen Hurts did it to that outrageous defense. A, that defense was not the defense you've seen all year. B, it had virtually nothing to do with Jalen Hurts. 
it was the, the offensive line. It was Miles Sanders. It was Boston Scott. It was Kenny Gainwell. And it was Jalen Hurts. Of we are just going to absolutely bludgeon you uh, and steal your will. And it was a well-called game by Nick Sirianni. My other one, you know, I'm going to take the same thing I said with my first pick. And I'm going to get a little loosey-goosey with the rules here. Because with Brock Purdy, I said nobody cost themselves more doubloons or, or more opportunity than Brock Purdy did. Mm-hmm. Well, there's one guy that made a decision over the weekend that gave him ample opportunity and probably makes him a lot of money in the long run. And that guy is Kellen Moore. Ah. I see what I did what there. Did. Ah, I went away from the conference championship games. You looked at your career and went, I, I feel like he looked at, at Eric Bieniemy and, and and a few others of as long as I'm under Mike McCarthy, I'm never going to get the credit. I have to go do this myself. There is a job open that can make me a head coach in one year. Mm-hmm. There's also there's also a big part of that of going. I have to I have to coach Dak Prescott, and you're telling me I get to go coach Justin Herbert. Okay, I'm in. I mean, there's a there, there's a term for that that we use in fantasy football. If you had traded Justin Herbert for Dak Prescott, it's and it's it can't be said on the exactly. Show, but. but you you all know what I'm talking about. Like, of course, that's a trade I'm gonna make. It's uh, to me, it was a great move by Kellen Moore, and it was great for his career. Mm-hmm. All right, final stock up, stock down from the weekend. And I can't believe this guy's name hasn't been said already. But you know, I thought. Maybe there are some guys whose stock's just already way too high. You can't really have them on the stock up, stock down. And then you took Joe Burrow. So it's Patrick Mahomes. On one leg, leading the comeback. And making the big play, at the, big, the big plays at the end to get his team in position to win it and send his team back to a Super Bowl. And I can't deny that. It's just for me, Pat Mahomes is basically pegged. I mean, this is this is as high as as you can possibly get. I could make the argument: Patrick Mahomes is already the greatest quarterback we've ever seen. I could make that argument right now at twenty six years old. Physically, yeah, I could see that. Five AFC, he's been a starter for five years mm-hmm. in five AFC championship games. Mm-hmm. This will be his third Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'll you give me anybody else has done that? I'll wait. I will not hold my breath because you're not going to find one. No. You definitely won't. And I just... But I don't feel like... See, I felt like we saw something out of him yesterday that we haven't seen before. See, and to me, he seriously, it didn't even surprise me. He's seriously limited with the ankle, and he was still able to push it through. And, and I guess for me, it didn't make- even nominally surprise me. I'm not even kind of surprised that, that he walks out and he does what he does, which is just win. And it goes back to a line that my father taught me from but a, when I was just a young boy. Winners win and losers lose. And Patrick Mahomes is a winner. And I'm not saying the Bengals are losers because I'll be honest with you, if I had another pick, uh, my stock up would have been us. Uh, because what I saw yesterday is that is a game that I could easily see us. I could see that being the AFC Championship game six of the next 10 years. And I'm not real sure what can actually stop it short of injuries. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how you're supposed to beat either one of them. Uh, have the other. That, that I, I guess that's the solution. You know how you beat Pat Mahomes? Have Joe Burrow. You know how you beat Joe Burrow? 
See previous. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern hospitality touch. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in Western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. When I finally drove the old car into the grave, I knew there was only one place I was going to go. Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan. And yes, they treat you like family. I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report, so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. This is the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville, and it's time for the most important message of the day. Don't do crimes. Yeah, so we're going to go to Washington for this one, the state of Washington for this one, in a uh, in a town called Madrona. This was reported by Seattle, so it's probably somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, Como News reporting that a 27-year-old man was arrested on Friday night for a break-in at a Madrona home. So this woman comes home around 7.15, And she sees that one of her windows has been smashed and she heard someone inside. So she did the smart thing. She stayed outside her house. She called police and police came. The police arrived. They knock on the door. Nobody answers. So they enter into the home. They go searching and they found the guy in the bathroom. He was in the bathroom and he had taken a bath fully clothed for what purpose no one can say but the bathtub was full of water and this guy is standing here fully clothed soaking and dripping wet there was no explanation of the burglary he didn't take anything obviously since they caught him on the scene but yeah Apparently, just just needed a little bath. And he didn't want to be inappropriate. He didn't want to get caught naked. So, left clothes on. Uh, I mean, first of all, a, a fully clothed bath uh, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No. 
a bath in someone else's house also doesn't make any sense. Well, it depends on if they have a better bathtub than you. Does it though? <laughs> I mean, you, you you broke in the house to 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 take a, a scrubby. I wouldn't do it, but I, don't I just I don't understand the thought. Maybe she had a jacuzzi tub and he didn't get that kind of treatment at home. My story is from Italy and the Ponte Vecchio, which is a, a beautiful centuries-old bridge spanning the Arno River. It's in Florence. Well, there's there's one thing about this bridge. What what do you do on a bridge? Uh, drive on it. There you go. Well, this is not a bridge that you drive on because it is not open to cars. So it's a pedestrian well, bridge. Uh, correct. Uh, no, it was originally it was originally for cars, and but not now because it's a, a landmark. And well, of course, the the lovely California tourists that traveled to Italy, they didn't care. They rented a car, driving around the city, see this lovely road, and what did what did said pedestrian decide to do? Hey, there's nobody on it. Yeah, uh, that cost him five hundred and forty dollars uh, because you're not allowed to do that. They actually blocked him on the bridge. Uh, it's enclosed. So he got in, then couldn't get out. Ah. And so it's pretty easy for the cops to waddle over and go, hey, hey, buddy. Hey, guy. <laughs> what uh, what you doing there? It's, uh, it's not allowed. Well, then when they went to give him the ticket, they realized that he didn't have an international driver's license either, which means he's actually not allowed to drive the Fiat Panda, which he had rented in italy anyway wait you mean my california driver's license won't work in italy uh no no mr millennial it will not uh and who's shocked this is a 34 year old man from california that went i have a driver's license right from california you're not in california you're not even in america you have to have a special driver's license to drive up yeah you don't have any of that mm-hmm. just said that he will fight both fines and he will lose because <laughs> that lose. is how that works he will lose misery and you know where he really lost when he rented a, rented a Fiat Panda, I just want to know how you show up at a at a rental agency and they go, "Here, this is a pack of gum with four wheels, and you get to drive it." <laughs> but doesn't everybody drive cars like that over there, though? I don't know. I, I mean, just, I could pick. You the were car just up down and, the hallway. You should ask Brian Hall. He just came back from Italy. I, I, I mean, look, it's a car that I could pick up and carry away. That's not a car I want to get in. It's not a car I can get in. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. uh, So Kellen Moore is going to the Los Angeles Chargers. We already talked about how, what a great move that is for him. Look, I don't, I don't feel like, I don't feel like he had any future in Dallas. I really don't. It's, it's not a confusing move for him at all. I 100% get why Kellen Moore did it. It's Jerry Jones that I'm looking at going, Ooh, what, what, are you, what are you doing? Uh, sports freak Mike Morgan. Uh, in between the uh, commercial there, I had to go ask him, how do you feel about uh, Mike McCarthy being the only thing separating you offensively? And he said, well, I'm a lifelong Cowboys fan, but it just comes a time where I'm tired of letting you hurt me. Mm-hmm. I get it. Wow. I get it. And that's Never where thought Dallas I'd hear those words come out of oh, Mike I mean, Morgan's and, and mouth. Yet, and yet week one of next year, what's he going to be doing? Oh, 100%. How about them Cowboys? 100%. You get tired of getting let down each and every year. It's like the Jets. Right yeah. now, you know what? My love of the Jets, it, it, I'm not going to say it's dwindled, but um, you hurt me, and, and I'm not quite ready to love again. 
That's like Lisa Evansell said in our uh, YouTube comments earlier in the program that uh, her and her husband sat around last night seriously discussing whether or not to ditch the San Francisco 49ers because, what was it, no hope is better than having false hope? Which, by the way, I can tell you as a lifelong fan of all of my teams, that's not even kind of true. I'd, I'd, I'd no agree. hope is awful. When you walk into a season and go, if we're lucky, we'll win five games. That's 18 weeks of pure misery. And guess what? You'll do it to yourself. You know how I know? Because I've done it like 17 times. (laughs) Because I've done it, yeah. The false hope of Tampa being something this season, uh, much better than the abyss that I know is coming after this offseason. Stephen Tausch said I just just fully hop on the Bengals bandwagon. You're almost there anyway. I'm not. I just like Joe Burrow. And look, when your team hasn't made the playoffs in three presidential terms, you got to find a reason to watch the playoffs, my guy. It's okay. I know you don't understand that because you're a Ravens fan. Right. And you've never gone more than like, I don't know, two years without missing the playoffs. I thought you were about to say something really mean there. No. No, no, no. He's a Ravens fan. When was the last time that franchise went 12 years without missing, without making the playoff? Oh, okay. Hey, any time. of you. Frankly, any of you. Anybody? All comers. Because there, there's nobody in the NFL that's been longer than me. <laughs> I got to find reasons to watch. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, the NFL has informed teams that the salary cap will be increasing to 200 and or, – w- $224.8 million. That's a mess. Next Consider year. Considering $185 million four years ago. That is a $16.6 million increase from the 2022 salary cap. So it will give you a little bit more to play with, obviously, but there are still some teams, New Orleans Saints, yours, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There are a few of us that are still in pretty bad shape even though we're getting $16.6 million more in wiggle room. Which is, you know, it's it's phenomenal. If you're curious, the team with the most salary cap space in the NFL. Chicago Bears. By a lot. It's almost $100 million. 91? 98.6. 98. Uh, do you know who two is? This shocked me when I saw it. No. It's the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, Okay. The Baltimore Ravens. Hmm. Atlanta Falcons, three. Cincinnati Bengals, four. New York Giants at five. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baltimore also has 26 players uh, uh, signed. So that doesn't help. Okay, so help. you got a lot of holes yeah, to fill. That doesn't help. Uh, and you have one very large hole yes. that's about 6'2 and weighs about 210 pounds. You got to figure out the Lamar Jackson thing. What are you going to do? You going to franchise tag him? Oh, no doubt. That's, yeah. that's without a doubt what they're going to do. They, I mean, but they, we're, we're one game away from starting what might be the most interesting offseason we've ever seen. It's not the greatest draft we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I think it's very deep. It just doesn't necessarily have the, the high-end the stars. Studs, yeah. I mean, it doesn't have the can't-miss guy. I mean, I know you want to say that about Jalen Carter. It's just not true. Mm-hmm. Uh, what people want to say it about Will Anderson, and I get it. It just kind of depends on 
What else? What else does this team have? If it's the Bears, it's me. But they have a hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. And who's going to take that exactly? Who's looking at Chicago going? Yeah, sign me up for that. <laughs> right. Fifty-nine percent uh, Justin Fields. That'll be fun. But even with the cap increase, half the NFL's over the cap. Well, we're going to push it. I mean, every every team's going to push it. Push it real good. I couldn't stop. I, I, I couldn't help it when you said it. it I, I wanted to say it the first time, and I went no because I'm not six. And he did it again, and I actually am. Yeah, I am indeed yes, six years yes, old. Yes, I am six. Every team is going to push it. There's no question about it. They're going to. They're. They are. They are going to have all of the cat cat magicians doing all the hard work to try to figure out just how many people you can have uh, under that salary cap. How many voidable year contracts can we pull out of our keisters to be able to make this work? Especially if you're in a window to win. Philadelphia Eagles. They come to mind. Yeah, Philadelphia has some, we'll call it cap calisthenics to do because they're right up against it. That's, I mean, I feel like every good team is in that same, in that same vein. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of bad teams that have a decent amount of money. Not many good ones that do, and the good ones that do is because you have a lot of guys that you're getting ready to have to pay. Absolutely, and you've already, you know, you've already built a successful roster to a point where, okay, now we have to figure out how to keep this going. That is, that is the key for everybody. That's what I keep coming back to with Philadelphia. Of can you keep this going if you pay Jalen Hurts big money? It, it, I mean, it will be difficult. And did it we will not, be exponentially more difficult? But did we not learn our lesson with Carson Wentz with Philadelphia? Did, I mean, did that not teach you anything, Carson Wentz, Nick Foles? Like, I'm not paying major money to a mediocre quarterback just because they got us to a Super Bowl. Well, I, I mean, that's the it's one of the hardest parts of where we're at in the NFL. But with the with the salary cap expanding, I said this to you yesterday during the live stream. I told you when Pat Mahomes signed his deal, that's going to be the greatest value in the NFL in three years. Mm-hmm. And weird. It's trending very much in that direction. It is indeed, especially after Joe Burrow gets his uh, contract signed here in the next 20 minutes uh, or so. Gage Camplin had a uh, super chat. I'm your huckleberry. He asked me who's who's cornerback one. Uh, he loves Christian Gonzalez. The cornerback. This is a great year to need a cornerback. I'm personally all over Cam Smith. That's he's my favorite uh, of of all. Oh, of in them. the draft is yes. what we're talking. Okay, yes. Uh, but there there are several to like. It's kind of it depends on what scheme you run. And uh, the reason I wanted to bring that up, a because he super chatted it, and that's not you're nice enough to do that. We'll talk about what you ask. Uh, all of our draft previews are. It's 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 here. It's time for me to open all of my draftmas presents and and share them with you. You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. I got something I want to share with you. The best weight loss program out there. It's called PhD Weight Loss. If you haven't heard me talk about this before, where have you been? PhD Weight Loss changed my life in the last year. Helped me lose ninety pounds. 
I was getting really sick and tired of being the overweight guy that was, you know, hovering around 300 pounds and even more and wondering just how much longer is my life going to be? When is that heart attack going to finally get me? And then PhD taught me a better way to live. I didn't have 90 pounds to lose. I had always been an athletic guy, but then I stopped doing athletic things. And I learned if you stop working out and you keep eating that way, you can get a little doughy, which is exactly what happened to me. Just over a year on this program, I'm back to my high school weight, all of my knee pain, my back pain, the sleep apnea, it's all gone, and it's all thanks to the planning program of PhD Weight Loss. PhD Weight Loss can help you reverse the symptoms of things that can cause you that heart attack, uh, you know, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, things like that. You can get all your numbers under control just by following their plan. Go to myphdweightloss.com. It's myphdweightloss.com, PhD Weight Loss and Nutrition is the official partner of the Clemson Tigers. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday night rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the fan fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at roguecombatclub.com. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. Dirty Turkish Archibald Flat! I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore! Let the hate flow through you. Cincinnati came into Arrowhead last night with all the brash and bravado. It's Burrowhead. Joe Burrow is is Peyton or a Patrick Mahomes daddy and all these different things. And well, that got shut down pretty quickly. But that's not what I'm mad about. What I'm mad about is a kid that we talked about at the beginning of the hour. Joseph Asai. Let me ask you a quick question. How many players for the Cincinnati Bengals hit Patrick Mahomes more than Joseph Asai? Uh, don't know. That's because there's not one. Joseph Asai was an integral part of this uh, of this game, an integral part of this team, and, and he was part of why this defensive line had gotten so much better over the last few weeks. And yet, doing exactly what we do in the least of times, 
Twitter and social media trolls and let's just be as frank about this as we can, morons come out of their little hole to say evil things on Twitter. Let me make this as perfectly clear as I can. One play did not beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Joseph Asai did not beat the Cincinnati Bengals. And the fact that B.J. Hill had to come out and basically be the bouncer of his post-game press conference is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. If you do not understand what I'm saying, this game's not that hard to figure out. It's one of Asheville Police Chief David Zach's favorite sayings. It's an easy game when you make it that way. One play doesn't beat you. One play doesn't win. It's a whole team effort. It's a whole collective effort. And if it wasn't for Joseph Asai, I could argue the play would have never happened anyway. Had some very timely tackles, had a couple tackles for loss, had a great game overall. And the fact that we're having to talk about this so intricately because he made a mistake, was it a bad play? Obviously. Hey, what's the worst thing you did today at work? Was it as bad as hitting somebody four feet out of bounds? I thought so. Maybe think about that. Maybe think about that. Have a little self-awareness before you attack a guy that made one mistake in the biggest play of his life. Because the previous 59 minutes, he'd been pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'm mad. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Yep. Uh, AFC NFC championship games in the books. The Super Bowl will feature the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles and it's all uh all all the the wagers are starting to flow in on the Super Bowl. You got the Philadelphia Eagles as a one and a half point favorite at the moment. Yeah, it started at two and a half. It's come down a point in a day. I have a funny feeling by the time we get to to kick off this is going to be about a pick. Mm-hmm. This is good. I mean to me this is I don't think anybody can doubt you got the two best teams in the NFL. I said that last week. I'll say it this week. You got the two teams that deserve to win. Philadelphia outplayed San Francisco. Kansas City outplayed uh, Cincinnati. Right. One was much closer. One had, uh, you know, quarterback injuries and things like that. These are the two teams that should be here. Mm-hmm. Is it the matchup necessarily that we all wanted to see? No. When we did the poll on, on Friday of what matchup do you want to see, guess what finished last? This. This one. But it's what you got. And using my experience to be my guide, we're going to wager it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to watch it. Absolutely. And, of course, we will have uh, all of your uh, in-house coverage from uh, Senior Bowl coming up the rest of this week. I'm sure there will be lots of uh, mock drafting and all kinds of things. Oh, draft must tree. Oh, draft must tree. Coming ahead with uh, Jeremy Green. It is uh, Pro Bowl week as well, but really, who cares? How lovely are thy prospects? Even after all of the uh, the commercials of Peyton and Eli, I think I'm already tired of the Pro Bowl games. Uh, yes, I, I've already watched as much of that as I'm going to. And it was zero. We will see you back here in the Ingalls studio tomorrow at 3. Until then, take care.